Wayward Movie Watchers, once again to the Media Morgue. Hello! Movies come to be examined. I am Black Phillip, and I'm seeking young women interested in living life deliciously, and I'm joined by my fellow surgeons of cinema. I'm a crazy little 50s French mad scientist who steals bitches' faces. Yeah, he does. Um, I am... Tumkin, whatever the girl's name in this movie is, Thomas and Mackenzie, whatever her her paper dress. She's the tiniest little voice in the world. She is the tiniest little. It's me, and I'm like small. Hello, No, I'm I'm her paper dress. Oh, got it. And and we have us a very special guest with us today. I'm Superman, and I came from a destroyed planet. Wow, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. It's nice to have you on here. Not my Superman. Why does he sound like he's from another farm? (laughs) Why does he sound like he's from another country? Uh, Yes, this is uh, this is Dan's friend. Hell yeah. Hey guys, um, nice to meet you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. Very special. I I want you to know that. It's deeply distressing to me that there's someone with a voice that's better than mine on this. <laughs> uh, I've I've been able to milk this as my personality yeah. for, for this no whole longer. podcast. No, I mean this is actually very cool for me because uh, there was an idea when I was first talking to Dan about really getting this thing off the ground that Ani, you were one of the names in rotation for uh-huh. an actual permanent host. So it's only fitting that we have you on. Very glad to meet you, sir. So of course, y'all know how the show works by this point. We review two films next to each other. If they have uh, connecting themes, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Uh, And uh, today's features are Last Night in Soho, the premiere, I would say, I guess, debut horror film from Edgar Wright, Mm -hmm. uh, which just came out on Halloween weekend uh, this Mm. year. And then uh, you'll hear a pre-recorded segment between myself, Wes, and Danny on Eyes Without a Face from 1962, Mm -hmm. a French New Wave spook fest. Uh, But before the reviews, we have the news. So there's one thing on everybody's mind, and I'll pass it to... (laughs) Spider-Man! I'll pass it to Ani to introduce us. Lead us into it, bro. So, being a Spider-Man fan since I was about three years old, Mm. all of us, I got to watch all three of them in theaters, which is a flex, I would say. The Raimi Trilogy. Uh, Raimi Trilogy, yes. Wes, I gotta get your insights on uh, number two, baby. You revisited number two oh, this dude, week, it, right? It's a top three superhero. It's film. a fucking good movie. It's a top right? three superhero. Film. It's not. It's not as good as Spider Verse. I'm very well. Sorry listen, to say. listen. Even being a Toby detractor, <laughs> you uh, can it, acknowledge it, it, that it, it's it, it, it's it's single handedly it single handedly beats every single MCU movie, which is unfortunate. Mm, it's amazing. Uh, no, it's a top three superhero movie. I think objectively, it's I think it's a top three superhero. Movie. It's it great. Is. It's also like a Spider Man movie. We haven't had one of those in like what eight years? A long time. Oh, yeah. Other <laughs> than Spider Verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um, as much as a, I'm a Toby fan, mm-hmm. I do love Andrews. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I do too. I, I, because I grew up with comic books and I like the cool Spider-Man kind of like look, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I did like Toby's growth where he starts with high school and ends with like an adult yeah. kind of like a thing. But so most mm-hmm. that we've seen a Spider-Man grow because like Tom is still in high school yeah. and he's still kind he's of boyish. He's like learning. Yeah. You know, he's in that learning curve. Mm-hmm. I think maybe towards the the new one we might see him kind of become Spider-Man. Become Spider-Man, yeah. Which is We've been saying that for years, though. I know. The, 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 this is the movie where he becomes well, Spider-Man. They actually yeah. have a theory about this, but we'll get to it when we get to my, it. My, my, my issue with it, even though what you're saying is very true, is like I feel like the reason why he hasn't become Spider-Man yet is because they keep 
pausing his growth by having yeah. these adults yeah. come in and save mm. his life. Yeah. Um, the the whole point of Spider-Man is that he makes mistakes yeah. and has to learn and has to pay consequences. Exactly. And I totally ha- blame Feige. It's all I think it's fault. a Feige. I think it was, it was, I think it was a noble idea at first, which is to integrate Spider-Man into the universe. Yeah. But the whole joke is that bigger superheroes are like uh, a man on a goblin uh-huh. glider. Mm. Like you're fine. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I somewhat didn't find the whole thing threatening this time because there's Doctor Strange to help Spider-Man out. Yeah. You know? mm. It could be really easy to take him down right now. But mm. the reason I said I blame Feige is because like he wants to keep reminding us that this is in the MCU to where it never feels like it's a Spider-Man story. Mm. Aside from like the Mysterio one, kind mm. of. Um, that felt the most Spider-Man that he has so far. Maybe the last yeah. well, Except for him yeah. having those god glasses. I hate right. that. But it's been so dependent exactly yeah. on the Stark tech and, and other and, superheroes. And that's not going to stop, right? I mean, because right. we see Octavius gets some transfusion, and I won't I won't be surprised if Osborn somehow incorporates some stuff. I mean, and, and listen, all of these characters, obviously, in the comics, are shaking hands with each other every other issue, so it's yeah. not like that's weird, but it's just, I think, specifically... With we, it's been years now that the MCU has established its own canon, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's no longer trying to ape the comics. They're really making their own continuity. Yeah, and I think because Which is good and bad. Yeah, because yeah. of that, they're always going to find the path of least resistance. This exactly. is why the ten rings weren't rings; they were bracelets because exactly. it would have looked too much like the Infinity Gauntlet. Right. Mm-hmm. But this is why we probably won't get Iron Lad because we have Iron Heart. And we're going to get Iron Heart. Yeah, exactly. probably. We'll, we'll probably get Young Kang. It'll be like a version Maybe. of Young unless Kang. she's. Yeah. A, a version uh, unless of him. she oh that would be so cool you know I mean? she's a variant of let, Kang let, one of one of us should just message her and be like are you Kang <laughs> <laughs> Dominique be honest <laughs> no my, 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 my major issue with that though is it's like the Marvel Universe is a comic book thing is a universe so Spider-Man will pop into Daredevil yes. like there's mm-hmm. a, yeah, yeah. the, the Chip Zdarsky run yeah. on Daredevil which is great has a bit has a mini arc where Spider-Man and Daredevil are fighting yeah. and then like six ep- uh, issues later they, they, they're they fine but it's not like mm-hmm. Spider-Man is Daredevil's like co-lead it's just right. that he pops in yeah. exactly. and the issue is that they have the same beat you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> like, they would run and, into and each other millions of dollars yeah. don't have to go into comic book crossovers you can do whatever yeah, you want exactly. but yeah. and, 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 my, my issue is that Spider-Man is such a special character especially like high school Spider-Man is, be- mm-hmm. is because yeah. Writers who generally who have good runs on Spider-Man are interested in pushing that character forward. Like his exactly. progression is getting pushed forward. Yeah. And it feels like the MCU just wants to tell like weird little like Spider-Man mm-hmm. goes to Europe. Spider-Man yeah. does this. And, yeah. and, and so this is why this is I'll introduce my theory here. And Ani, I'm curious how you feel and we'll pass it around. We, you know, obviously we open this by saying like we've been waiting for Tom Holland to kind of step into the Spider-Man yeah. boots, mm-hmm. sock, mm-hmm. sock shoes, uh, the, the Spider-Man Yeezys <laughs> yeah. that we're all familiar with. Spider-Man and Yeezys. It's crazy that it's five movies in and we're still He's spinning in circles, right? He has Absolutely. seniority over Benedict Cumberbatch who they're acting like is the, is new, the mentor. Is the mentor that's stepping in. He mm. literally predates him by like a movie and has like double Double the amount of appearances. Yeah, yeah. Civil War came before Doctor yeah. Strange. Yeah, yeah. I always so, forget that. And there's so, only one Doctor that. Strange. Now there's three Spider-Man solos. Unbelievable. And and now my my query is right. We've heard some of the sentiment from Tom Holland about the role overall with this GQ interview he did. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Just about like acting and his relationship to it. Yeah. Here's my thing. I have a, a theory. I would. Well, good for him. I would not be surprised if this movie ends with 
him having to make a choice between Peter Parker or Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I could I can very easily see him choosing Peter Parker so that they can retire Tom Holland for a few years. Yeah. yeah. And then bring him back with not only a, a real world time gap, but also as an in-universe up. time gap mm-hmm. as an adult Spider-Man to do something else. Because I, I know like... Nice. Listen, I I get it. You know, Spider-Man is relatable to a lot of us because yeah. he feels like he's in high school. But the dude has other stories yes. that, exactly, are, that we yeah. can't access while he's going to prom with Zendaya. So it's like... I think he really needs a gap. It's yeah. just... I, I'm kind of getting tired of it because uh-huh. there's nothing new that we're seeing. We're seeing visually something There has yeah. been so but, much Spider-Man output in the past, like, five years. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, kind of ridiculous. And most of it has been... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but most of it has been... Like, good like most of it has yeah. been yeah. good stuff aside from the mcu but he's stuff. sony's cash cow and like mm-hmm. sony's not going to do this That's thing true. where they See, where they drop him for five years i'm sorry there's, go there's ahead there's another thing about tom holland is that any movie he's making outside of the mcu is becoming a bomb like mm-hmm. uh what's the latest <laughs> chaos walking yeah. which is oh my absolute god and cherry, they, and they were afraid to even drop that i, I don't know anything about cherry. i've heard that cherry came and went. i heard cherry's a good performance in a bad movie mm. oh yeah I, I like him in uh the one with pattinson right right what's that called that? again illusion the devil all the time yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, good in that i do not know about uncharted though because bad. i i'm a big fan of the game yeah but when i saw that trailer my face went from a hundred to a zero <laughs> it was so disappointing and he's actively saying that like it's bad he's yeah. like i regret how i um approached it and i'll never do that again and it's like dude you're supposed to wait like a year before after, exactly. after the movie comes out not before tom holland said you does. know what i'm piping zendaya i'm invincible <laughs> he's right got, now he's got, he, he rolls out of bed and just says any kind of shit <laughs> yeah there's literally nothing to lose did, did you see that interview where he was like zendaya she's just so great she's so smart she makes me me so smart i love her she's she she I'm went nice, i'm a nicer person she went to a paparazzi and was like what's up and now i say what's up she's great she reads the new york times I read the New York Times. <laughs> yeah no literally so i feel like that's part of it but uh i talked about this with with the guys on uh harlan's very own podcast but i was saying i feel like a lot of the excitement around this movie has to do with the fact that hey toby's coming back andrew's mm-hmm. coming back yeah. i was saying i feel oh like God. i can't believe it and 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 i and i and i you guys, dude. I know. You're gonna, you're gonna I'm start. I'm seeing with you. Hell listen, yes. You're gonna, I'm gonna start cry crying. When I see crying. Toby. I'm gonna sob. I'm gonna scream when I see Andrew, and I'm gonna throw up when I see Tom. <laughs> so I'll be throwing up for most <laughs> of the movie, but I will film? cry when I see Toby. I, I, exactly. Are you, dude, are, when that when that Elfman score hits, are, oh are you guys? God. Don't, don't even get me. For me, it's Elfman and Zimmer, both of them with Andrews and Elfman's theme. I just. I'm gonna and Zimmer it. do the Andrew movies? Yeah, yeah. Did he yeah. actually? The first one was with the horns. Uh, the bah, first bah, 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 bah. But yes. then he he, had, okay. he collaborated with Pharrell for the for the electric. Oh yeah, yeah. Bah, 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 you yeah, yeah. lied to me. You hated me. <laughs> this is what this is what the score is. What's he say? You I you are my enemy. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So what do you guys think of the theory that um, MJ being thrown off of? Oh the high tower. It's no, it's gonna <laughs> see a chump. No, it's, gonna and he throws be Andrew, it's gonna it's gonna be Andrew Garfield who, who grabs her, saves her. Gonna cry. Um, I, I, that's that's probably gonna happen. That would be nice. But I, I mean, uh, the confusion is why is she there? But of mm. course, the 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 spider why damsels always be? find their yeah. way to get into the mix. Well, my, my, that, they're on the Statue of Liberty, so he would yeah. have had to take her there. Or she took the ferry, trying and, to be and with with Ned Leeds. My my my. My my favorite my favorite thing about Spider Man 
is that no matter what movie they do, they're like, you know, it would be a really new idea to take his girlfriend and hold <laughs> on, throw her off. She's of, in trouble. She's, but she, they drop her off of <laughs> uh, a watchtower, yeah, a bridge. Yeah, and a Spider-Man under construction. Like a good idea. And Spider-Man has to dive in. Mm. That idea is so good that yeah. I could see that happening in like six or seven. Movies. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys see the new Venom? They did yeah. the same <laughs> thing with. Yeah, no, did. they did not. The girl. Yeah. His, they, his, uh, towards shriek. the end. Oh, Carnage goes to save. And she she falls from like the clock tower. I was so confused. Why are they doing this for every single (laughs) movie? I can't. One of the things that seems confusing, and maybe you guys can help me out with this in terms of this movie's plot, uh, Mm. such as it is, they seem to be. It's dumb. dumb (laughs) They seem to be suggesting that. So these, these, these. The multiverse is now not only uh, reaching through uh, space, but also through time, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's actually pulling people who are dead yeah. into the current mainline universe. It's, it's For the, the sake plot, of plot convenience. It's the plot of Spider-Man friend or foe, Justin. Uh, yeah. Yes. Now you uh, did mention this. Remember Spider-Man? Friend I didn't or play foe? that I game, did. but I remember I the, the post to. the post mortem on the Raimi movies was this game, this PS. I think it was a PSP game. Goblin yeah. was on the cover. Yes, it was called Spider-Man friend or foe, and it was a I think the way they explained it was it was a pocket universe that was similar to the Raimi universe where all of the were villains alive? were alive and willing to work with Peter Parker. With him, mm. yes. It, and Which it, it looks like Octavius will, will be, although first somehow Tom Holland has to capture him, which good luck. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't convince him. It confuses me. This is the most fan film-ish that yeah. the MCU has ever filmed. 100%. Well, we got all the Raimi characters that people loved and we pulled them from right before they died, yeah. which is very convenient, when they hate Peter Parker the most, yeah. and they're at their most, they're at Except their for Octavius, who... Who's who, cool, Peter? Who yeah. seems to be oh, Who says, who, who who says okay, listen, so he's like Peter Parker, Peter Parker, brilliant he, but lazy. He pulled him out <laughs> from the train. Out seconds before it's he was like, oh, Peter actually likes He's like, yeah. yeah. So when he was like, nah, ah, that's when the shit opened yeah. in, the, in, the, in the... In that moment in Spider-Man 2 where he like looks at Peter and he's like, Oh, that's the best performance. He's ever. like, oh, that's really? the best so villain easy. performance. It's I really, really good. Yeah. And but they, they, oh, go ahead. I think secretly this movie is going to be partially adapting um, Death of Ultimate Spider-Man, mm. which has been my oh. theory the whole time because we have the Sinister Six. Mm. Uh, apparently, there's a there's a black kid apparently that's been spotted on set in a mocap suit. Yeah. Who knows? I, I don't think Miles is going to show up <laughs> in any meaningful way. I think the, the, <laughs> I think the sky, <laughs> but I think it will be a, at least a kind of adaption of that storyline, especially because in that storyline, Doc Ock defects mm. and Green Goblin's like, fuck you. And he kills him. Yeah. Uh, so now so, listen, I, I, a, a Green Goblin Doc Ock fight would be pretty cool. With but, the I, foe. but I, but I, but I think, yeah. And it's great to hear his voice. Peter. I started this company. I built this company. You know how much I've sacrificed. Second. My favorite is when he's talking to Peter that whole movie, and Peter's like, "Damn, who's the goblin?" And then his head helmet gets knocked off, and he's like, "And he's like, oh my god, yeah. it's that guy with the goblin face." Yeah. Yeah, who sounds exactly yeah, right. the same? He's like, I'm gonna stare down Aunt May at the Thanksgiving dinner. Oh god! I'm gonna Jet. sharpen my knives. In but front of but Aunt now May. that you've really pissed me <laughs> off, I'm gonna finish. Something's has come nice up. and slow. Yeah, I think they they must have pulled goblin. From right as the yeah. glider was coming towards his abdomen, his his penis basically. Yeah, and then he's oh, all right, I'm alive. Um, yeah, but I think some of the villain choices are confusing because you have Sandman again, di- just didn't die straight yeah. up. I think that's CGI. I don't believe. I don't think it's Sandman. Sandman is in this really film. I don't think so either. Uh, Peter 
Nah, no. he didn't have a personal vendetta. Venom forced him to fight. I, I think exactly. I think some of these villains are decoys for the trailer. He yeah, I think him. so too. I, I don't, I'm not even totally convinced that a uh, lizard is in this. I, I think Venom the I think the only three that are confirmed is is Jamie Foxx, Molina, and Defoe because they yeah. have verbally yeah. confirmed. I think yeah. I think uh, the other Sandman could be, could be Mysterio. Yeah, uh, it could be Mysterio. I have a doubt because I still don't buy that he's dead. Me neither. Yeah, it just right. doesn't make sense. The only thing that would make me believe he's dead is that Jill and all hates superhero movies, mm-hmm. and he's like. He's like, fuck this. But even, yeah, even, even uh, go ahead. Who was that actor that plays the Sandman? Thomas Hayden Church. He's like a name. He's so a like big if, name. If he they would have con- showed him. If he was confirmed, then we would have heard something because yeah. we've heard shit from well, Melina. And yeah, Defoe. same thing also with uh, with, uh, with Rise I Found. Yes, Reese Irfans. That guy, you know, again, these are faces we would have seen. So I feel like any of the CGI heavy characters could be anybody. To your to your point about Mysterio, um, Maybe Sandman will just be a cloud of smoke. The whole it could, yeah, it could be, it could be, yeah, or it could just so be. I mean, it could be in the movie. It could be a mysterial illusion. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean yeah. if, if they're going for the original lineup, Green Goblin wasn't even in the Sinister mm-hmm. Six no, originally. Wasn't. So, but they have. Well, to, neither is Venom, but the well, yeah. of course, that of course. And they've done multiple joints. Yeah. I just, I just think. Uh, Mysterio has an easy way to bring him back because even if Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't physically return, his little sidekick stole the, well that, his sidekick stole the hard drives that have all the information. Exactly. So it could be, he could continue to be a special effect villain because that's what he is. And I also think, Justin, you had a great theory earlier, which is that, not even a theory, but an observation was that it it looks like the pattern was to get two, two, two from each universe. That's what I thought. And I think that's actually the situation. Mm. I think, I think it's not, it doesn't make sense that it would be Sandman. Sandman wasn't killed by Spider-Man. It yeah. doesn't make sense it would be Lizard. Lizard wasn't killed by Spider-Man. Right. So it would. So it would make sense that it's Octavius and Green Goblin. Then it's uh, Electro and maybe another Andrew villain. Andrew's villains aren't well liked. So maybe Rhino. I feel so bad maybe for Rhino. Dan. Maybe Rhino. Rhino would be an interested I one. I thought Dan yeah. DeHaan was pretty good in that movie. Yeah, like, me too. No oh, one else Dan, agrees Dan. with me aside yeah. from you, and yeah. no I one like... even remembers him being a goblin. He meth was a face. Good goblin. Yeah, yeah, I like major him. meth face vibes. But but yeah. but, he, but he did what he had to that do. That was his apex mountain. <laughs> I like when they when we see him at the end and he's in prison. And he's looking in that um like reflect. It's a, it's not a mirror. It's like a toilet. Uh. <laughs> Whatever that shit is called. He's like looking in the reflection. And it's all dented, so his mm-hmm. face is all warped. And uh, oh. fears the F I E R S. The guy who's assembling yeah. the six. Yeah, he's yeah. like, um, so how do you feel? That was like, that guy's name. It? Yes, yes. And he was from the spectacular Spider-Man comic. Oh. Um, but, but anyways, he's like, how do you feel? And he goes, um, it comes and goes. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. his face and the reflection all warped. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a good goblin. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To have. I, 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 it, man, it would be great. Even though we're ragging on how connected these Spider-Man movies are to Tony Stark, it would be yeah. cool to have. Iron Man still in this universe overall yeah. sure. because the yeah. idea of some sort of head to head between Osborne and yeah. Stark as I like I feel like we're missing out not having any more Downey stuff. I think but what gonna, you've said I think they're gonna keep Defoe around. I mean it'd Defoe? be cool, maybe. Yeah. I think, what, I think, what, I think, what you've said is is because well, cause they they're doing Thunderbolts and obviously I think gonna, I think Osborne ties into that. But here's the thing, right? You've talked before about how in this movie what they're doing is kind of shooting <laughs> themselves in the foot for future Holland films because yeah. they're introducing most of his most powerful and iconic villains as yeah. other versions of those. Mm-hmm. So when Tom Holland, he can't eventually meet an Otto Octavius in no, his right. universe because we'll, we won't care. And I mean, you know, they, I guess this was the path that they were going to take anyway. As soon as they brought J.K. Simmons back, they just realized that a lot of Raimi's casting yeah. was pitch perfect. Exactly. And, and, and you can't. And, and w- hold on. So J. so... In yeah. Every universe There's has a J.K. Simmons. Simmons is J.K. Yes. Simmons. Yes, which is, is it's fine. That's fine. It's fine, <laughs> it's but fine. like that's like weird. It breaks. Right? You know, it breaks the rules of 
what they've done with variants, which is I, that I variants are all different actors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. They did the second one, they're like, ah, we want him back, so whatever. Yeah. That's why they're gonna like, they you know shaved his you know head off. They made him look like yeah, they made him look like They had to make him look different somehow. The PS4 game did that first. Do you remember the the fan casting for J. Jonah Jameson before it was just J.K. Simmons again? It was the the most famous one was uh, Ice Cube, which would have been what? hilarious. Which would have been hilarious. I can kind of see it. Yeah, think about his performance at Twenty One Jump Street. Oh my okay, god! Okay. Sure, just then, like a hard boiled, yeah. like uh, a hard ass like, kind of pictures of Spider Man. What about Jeffrey Wright? <laughs> what was that? Jeffrey Wright. Oh. Jeffrey Wright's good in everything, man. Yeah, yeah. I was. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. I, I heard uh, Brian Cranston's name. Yeah, I did around. He needs to he be like that. Is good. He's supposed to be Lex Luthor. Yeah. He, we, we talked about I would have loved him as Lex Luthor. He would have been so good. He could still do it. He could hey, still do it. Or at least the Because we have touch. Junior in as old the movies. As, yeah. We have Junior. We do. Yeah. I'll ask you guys this. Um, obviously, we could talk about Spider-Man forever, but uh, there were certain things that weren't confirmed. I, I'm, I'm ultimately grateful that we didn't see the other Spider-Man in this. Yeah. I, I hope they can restrain yeah. until the theaters. My, my fear is that when we see them, it's going to be like, okay, those are the Spider-Men. And and Tom is going to mm. feel even more like oh I, I, I think that's oh, absolutely yeah. going to happen. Than ever before. I think yeah. that's absolutely going to happen. Well, maybe. But what do y'all think about um, Daredevil? You think he's popping up? In yes. This? So in a absolutely, I think he's going to pop up. But because I've was watched the show, legit? was that the, leak it was real? Pre-vis. Okay, so there was a leak. The, the leak. There was a leak. Huh. That was confirmed. It's previs, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you talking about the one where he's in the kitchen with them? The, the one where it's the three Spider-Man looks perfect. Yeah. Like that absolutely is real. But when he's in the, I don't like. I don't know. I think I it's previs. I think it's previs. Would he be yeah. coming? I don't know if I buy him in like that what? scene, but I wouldn't disbelieve that he's in this movie. I, I also think. Are point. we just going to pretend that the Netflix shit was canon the whole time? Because I think they are. It, he okay. was adamant this whole time. Go, that that was I don't know. I don't know if you have no. You guys have noticed this, but in season one of Daredevil, we actually see the Avengers. Um, yeah. At the, all the fallout. Yeah. yeah. In one of the newspapers. Yeah. One of the guys. But they only and ever like, talk about like the Battle of NY. That's yeah. the only thing they ever mention. And yeah. they talk about phase one. So and yeah. every Netflix show has the same news anchor. Yeah, yeah. That is yeah. in the MCU. There, there was legal shit. Um, well, what, okay, so Kevin Feige had like a break with the guy who ended Ike up Pearl managing Mutter. the Netflix stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so legally, he could only reference phase one. I guess so. Mm. Listen, they're going to do whatever they want. We'll they see will. what happens with Hawkeye because that's that's rumored yeah. to kind of reboot some of the of Daredevil the stuff Kingpin and Kingpin and, stuff, and Echo. Right? Yeah. Which would um, make is that Marvel what, Netflix stuff still available on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which would okay. make sense. Honestly, I think even past the leaks, it would make sense that Daredevil appears because he's their big ticket yeah. yeah, pull over. So of course they're gonna put him in a movie, he, and yeah. he's their yeah. most popular casting choice. And he's, I, I yeah. he's Marvel's. I he's Marvel's best just, superhero. I just, he is. Yeah, I just think it's weird that for years they said that shit's not canon. It sucks. Yeah, fuck it. Well, it's, they, it's weird that they gave and up, and now scary. and now they're coming back. But I yeah. think to your point, Ani, I could see this being a situation where they could retcon it as like, well, the Battle of New York was like an inciting multiversal event. Yeah. So there's some sh- like some stuff that we saw in the movies con- continued to be a main continuity, yeah, but yeah. it created a different branch where it's like only the, def- the defenders and like the yeah, Avengers yeah. kind of fizzled out or something. Yeah. Explain it that way. I also, I could see Matt Murdock showing up in this and maybe mm-hmm. not Daredevil explicitly. I yeah. Matt Murdock to help him with the case. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. 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 Why, but, why would he? Yeah. Up? But it's just so weird that, that, yeah, that then, like you said, you have Doctor Strange in this movie who is like one of the most powerful Marvel characters ever. Exactly. Yeah. And I know that like they're going to bench him trying to keep the earth together, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like 
he it feels like a lot of the stuff he would be able to solve exactly. on, you his know, own, yeah. on his own so so and this also my friend waste. Ahmad was theorizing that this is going to lead right up into the the butt crack of uh, multiverse of madness <laughs> right, <no>. like <laughs> yeah. which, which is a good yeah. segue into yeah. this whole yeah. reshoot yeah. Uh, exactly. conversation yeah, yeah. so as we know, is it like insane? my favorite? Well, there are extensive reshoots. There are like six weeks worth of reshoots. Oh my god! My favorite yeah. guy ever. My favorite Raimi. man in the, the universe, Mister <laughs> Samuel Raimi. Is that his full is, name? He's a, yeah, I, no, I don't think so. Like he's he's <laughs> Samantha, he's back. Actually, yeah, he's uh, the boy. Uh, mm-hmm. He's my favorite fucking guy in the world, and he's he's doing another tentpole film. Mm-hmm. But I think. Feige started to look over his shoulder, look mm. at dailies, what have you, whatever it may be, and said, "You know what? This is uh, this is a Sam Raimi movie, and um, <laughs> yeah. we don't uh, uh, uh. We, we, we don't, don't we do don't that do here. A yeah. tour war cure. That's, that's the exact same thing that made Edgar Wright uh, walk off Ant Man. But you oh, know, it's I used all his would ideas. have loved that. I would have. It would have been. We can talk about that during. You know a Sam Raimi movie when you see it. Yeah. When, when you yeah. watch Ash vs Evil Dead, you can tell the Raimi episodes even, apart from the other. Even directors. even the least Raimi movie, Oz the Great and yeah, Powerful. Yeah. Is a Raimi. That's movie. a Raimi movie in shot yeah. composition and, and like how over the top and eccentric and like fun that's, it is. That's like, such a fun fucking movie. He, he makes the, crazy I like shit. That movie. It's so I much. It's fun. really fun. Oh, that movie's I like so much Raimi, fun. Honestly, yeah. uh, but 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 uh, Dan. So I, I I get we don't really ever talk about leaks or anything on air, but I think it yeah. it helps to your to your point. There's been a lot of leaks of this movie along with Spider Man, but I've actually a lot of leaks with with Doctor yeah. Strange, um, a lot of confirmed leaks, um, and. One of the leaks wasn't even going to see his cut. Was just a, me neither. It was a production leak, which was that the the script that Derrickson was working with when they brought on Raimi, Raimi tossed it out, made a new draft, which is mm-hmm. normal when you get yeah. a new director because it probably sucked. Probably probably really bad. Um, and apparently, a lot of the reshoots are putting cameos into the movie. So we with the reshoots are cameos. A lot of the reshoots are putting in of other MCU characters. No, mm-hmm. of multiversal Marvel characters. Oh my so, god, I dude, might I know I what they're talking about. about yeah. that apparently, shit. I mean, I don't know if you've heard this, Annie, but we, we've talked about, about it here. Fox we've X-Men talked about it here. We, apparently, yeah. Wanda will be fighting uh, X-Men. McAvoy's X Men. Oh god. So, so well, she's she's the villain in the movie. Uh, oh, I wanted Nightmare so bad. Raimi would have killed. No, Nightmare. I think it's pretty much because confirmed. that's what happens in the comics. I just want a Sam Raimi movie, man. That's yeah, like all a I proper want. Doctor Strange. A Sam, Sam Raimi, Raimi Doctor movie. Strange. I would have loved. Zach that. just texted me. And he wants a shout out. Zach, this is your shout out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Zach. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, listen, you know when when Multiverse of Madness was announced, I was excited about it. Yeah. I I still have my theories that it is. Um, it's House of M, and the mm. Multiverse of Madness is a fake title, but yeah. um, that'd be cool. It'd be interesting, and and they wouldn't reveal that until the movie comes out. Like we mm-hmm. haven't even seen a trailer, even a poster, much less. So yeah, I think exactly. they could still be hiding some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is disappointing from a from a cinema fan standpoint <laughs> that you know they they hired Sam Raimi for the name. That's really what it is. It's publicity. And, yeah. It's just that. And, and but if they, good publicity. Yeah. If they really wanted Which his... his this is the potential to really break my heart. I know. Oh, this, damn. Can, this can really make me sad. Yeah. Because I just want my boy back. No, I, I feel you. I, I, but I think like the warning sign was that they didn't give him the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Right. Because that would have... You know what I mean? That would have been so good. They were like, really good. They're not going to reconnect him with that. He so. would have looked at it and been like... God, 
what are the stakes in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. like, what do you mean? But, but like getting a filmmaker with style and a voice like that to come back and then just giving him all the heavy lifting of like tying in multiverse Dude. shit. And, yeah, like, and, and you know what? And, it's and, grunt work. Yeah, you don't yeah. hire Sam Raimi for that kind of ex- exposition heavy grunt And yet, work. and it's weird. It's yeah. like, it's it's so weird how how and when Marvel chooses to give the reins to an auteur. Dude. Like, give it, like giving Taika Waititi, Thor yeah. Ragnarok, like, yeah. okay, cool. I know a, a lot of people- movie that could just be its own thing. Right. That's why it's so great. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah. nice. then, then, then you're like, okay, let's get Sam Raimi, who is like such a, such a distinct voice. And then, yeah, like you said, we're going to give him this, like just all this lore, yeah. just a textbook worth of lore that he's yeah. going to have to work his movie around <laughs> simply because he's always wanted to do a Dr. Strange movie. Yeah. So it's like yeah. a, it's a backhanded sort of and, thing. And, and it's, and it's, and it's very frustrating to me because it's like, all of these comics have different tones. Each uh-huh. even on the comic book page, like I know business wise, you want to make everything look of a piece, mm-hmm. but comics have different tonalities, man. Like Doctor Strange is a horror book for most of it. Yeah. Horror yeah. psychedelic yeah. Yeah. Heavy vibe. The psychedelic. Yeah. So it's like and and and, and Raimi loves Doctor Strange. Yeah, it does. Like it's his second favorite superhero. And I'm sure when they hand him that character, I'm sure the first thing that pops in his head is, oh, I get to make a Doctor Strange movie. That's yeah. amazing. And then they're like, actually, n- n- here's here's a Bible of, <laughs> of information. You, you got to tie in another Wasn't he supposed and... to make a Doctor Strange movie bef- before Spider-Man? Oh, that would be amazing. And he actually ago, yeah. did mention Doctor Strange yeah, in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great yeah. Easter Man, really... That's taken. I hate that Dan has been... Dan has been a evangelist for Sam Raimi in the yeah. chat for the last proselytizing. Uh, you will and, never and hear I, me and I was say like, Dan, shit I was like, Dan, about Sam I was like, Dan, shut the fuck up. You yeah. don't know anything. <laughs> and then I watched Spider-Man 2 again, and I was like, uh, You remember how I get good it. that movie is? <laughs> yeah. I was like, God damn. Got to do a commentary on He's Spider-Man 2. Ani, are you a fan of Avatar The Last Airbender? Yes. I'm rewatching okay. it right now. You're a man oh, of taste. I assumed you would be. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. then I'm sure you've heard of this Netflix production yep. that just launched. Um, they've, they settled down their whole cast. Now, listen, let me just take some space. I love this show. Um, I, I, I truly The medium work? Yes, I love the medium work. You grew work. up with it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, but I rewatched it last summer uh, with my sister and with my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom hadn't yeah. seen it, so we were just leading her through it. I truly think it's one of the most complete stories I would yes. agree. ever told I would in any agree. medium. Yeah. And I feel like the, it, I, you know, it's my concern about this isn't even that like, oh my God, we tried this with Shyamalan and it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Like, it's <laughs> not that I, it's, it's, I'm the not concerns it's worried Netflix. about Netflix. The concern is it's Netflix. And they one. just fucked up Cowboy Bebop, <laughs> which was a sacred, sacred yeah. anime. And, and, and they fired their uh, first showrunners. Right. Yeah. Anytime that, uh, that an adaptation parts ways with the original creators, yeah. red it. flag. Yeah, it's done. scarlet red flag. So like, I, I listen. You have a cast that's more age appropriate, that's more diverse. You have Daniel Day Kim as Fire Lord Ozai. That's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. You have a uh, the, the, there's an actor from Kim's Convenience playing uh, uh, o, uh, Iroh. Rather, mm-hmm. um, it looks like at least from the casting front, they're trying to right some of the wrongs mm-hmm. from Shyamalan's version. But it's yeah. just like, I really, it's a, it's a, it's a thing of like, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could. It's <laughs> not to ask whether they, they should. should. Exactly. And, it, and, and the, the fact that you may have the effects budget and, and the, and the, okay. So does it have a higher budget this. than Bebop? Oh, well, uh, let's, I don't know, if uh, comparatively. It, Netflix does not have respect for any of this shit. The thing <laughs> is that they greenlight so much stuff yeah. Yeah. That, they, that they're spread but, thin. But it's particularly when they do anime, and, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's 
a source of contention whether or not Avatar is an it's anime, anime to begin with, yeah. right? Yeah. Every time they do something like this, Death Note, most recently Cowboy Bebop, uh, there was another one they fucked up. What, what was that? It definitely was not just Death Note. Yeah. Like, because leading up to Cowboy Bebop, people were like, Netflix fucks up anime stuff, all yeah. the time. Yeah, like so, they so and they they one. get access to so many, you know, on kind of like a a, a rolling, um, uh, like a revolving door of anime, yeah. right? Like yeah. the actual original Cowboy Bebop just got added to Netflix in, I guess, anticipation of the live action series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to your point about the budget, though, they are using some of the same technology that is used on the Mandalorian. Okay. Oh, nice! So that's, I guess, a good sign because Mandalorian is a pretty good looking show. Exactly. Um, uh, but you know, I just don't think that we need this but i'll wa- no, I've, no, like i i posted hey, on twitter it. i I'll said i will it. watch the pilot i probably will too if, too. The, if the pilot is acceptable <laughs> i'll keep checking out some of the other stuff i mean there's easy stuff you could do right like respect the the, the bending right like mm-hmm. Shyamalan messed that up because he, he had all the to... earth benders like like eight or like <laughs> ten earth benders working together to pick up like a one single rock he had the fire benders carrying They're around lying. lanterns and like <laughs> yeah. like what are you doing because he was trying to make it realistic these are wizards he, he had Alice do you remember he had, that part uh, where like the shot on Ang's face is like or, or Ang's face is like way too close and like his, his like do you know what I'm talking about it's a really like famous yeah. shot from that movie where it's really close is on it his when face? he's talking to the earth benders yeah. and he's like you have to stand up yeah 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 just um uh, actually, a LaGuardia graduate in that movie, Isaac Solstein, uh, oh. he plays one of the little um, Earthbender boys. I don't cool. know if you remember Isaac, but he, um, wait, he was in the the Last Airbender. Yeah, he he's he plays Haru, the little. Didn't Earthbender that movie boy. come out before we even were at LaGuardia? Yeah, he was. It was like he when he was in middle school. Wow. But yeah, he's wow. he's in that. Um, just so, another LaGuardia thing for you. Wow, to play interesting, interesting, <laughs> interesting. You guys went to LaGuardia? Did you know? Wow. Did did <laughs> did Ansel L. Tim Chalamet. Tim Chalamet is the one that we talked about. I'm sorry, did Ansel Elgort go to to (laughs) Ansel Elgort, who they won't even show on posters of West Side Story? That's bad. That's pretty bad. Have you? Wait, wait. I know we're talking about something else, guys. Have you clocked that in the West Side Story marketing? They will not show his face. He's absent on the posters. Word. He's always looking down. He's looking down. Something covering. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna go. He's just they're, gonna be in the movie. They're not Sorry. gonna put him, did, did they, gonna put him on the press run. Did they shoot that a long time ago? It's like yeah, four it was like years two and a half something. years ago. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Rachel they, Ziegler was like underage when they shot that movie. They yeah. could yeah. just uh, they could digitally replace him with Christopher <laughs> Plummer. It's <laughs> 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 a good point. <laughs> um, but uh, that's uh, very sad. Yeah. He's not gonna be in any of the marketing, or like he's not gonna do press junkets or anything. I mean. The only name is so. Tony, it's like the Spielberg. main fucking character. Yeah, but they're gonna What's pretend like he's not in the movie. I mean, I mean because okay, yeah. think about this. They're not gonna, usually they'll put the two leads together in a press dunk, right? right? So they would put Rachel Ziegler together with Ansel Elgort. But I, based on her tweets, I don't think she wants that mm-hmm. that heat because yeah. then she's gonna have what to answer she, the question. What questions. did she say? She was like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm really crushed by this news. I I think they're just going to not put him on the press junket. He's not going to go to the Oscars. They're just going. I mean, he wasn't anyway. He's a bad actor. But, but, uh, (laughs) you know, it's a shit show. Hopefully we'll uh, do a recording of it on the medium work. Maybe, maybe. Um, I don't want to fucking talk about West Side Story. (laughs) I don't um, really want to talk about GTA. Do you do or you don't? I mean, if you don't. Yeah, I just thought they fucked like up the remaster. I mean, that's all it is. A couple sad. weeks. You can go two episodes back. I was excited for this. I still think 
three and Vice City were adapted pretty well. The problem is San Andreas. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the thing. When that game came out, Rockstar was pushing the limits of that technology to try and make faces and locations look as realistic as they could mm-hmm. under the circumstances. Right. For this remaster, they gave it to a mobile game company yeah. who oh. took those faces. It looks like Chinatown it, yeah, on the and, app and, store. Yes, <laughs> and, and those assets and stuff and yeah. turn them into cartoons. Got yeah. it. So, like, CJ's uh, girlfriend from early in the game, Denise, like, if you look at the San Andreas, like, the original, like, PS2 master of mm-hmm. it, she looks pretty realistic, but she's pixelated. And this one, she's, like, is a Pixar character. Mm. Yeah. No. It's very... It's bizarre. bad. And they removed all the fog. <laughs> like they removed that. all it's the bad. atmospheric <laughs> weather effects from the PS2. I mean, yeah. it's... Uh, I've been seeing the threads of, of, the, uh, of the of the bugs. San Andreas yeah. is really the only one that yeah. they kind of fucked. Because okay, so. 3 and Vice City look pretty good, in my oh. opinion. Mm-hmm. You a GTA fan? Uh, yeah. I actually... I've only played um, San Andreas and GTA Five, mm. but I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Mm. I love just wrecking into stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so much fun. Just plowing through crowds of people. Right? This is amazing. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. Did you ever in GTA Four? Did anyone play GTA Four? I think I, I might have at a cousin's house. You could you could rob like um, a burger place or like a pizza place and drive a bus in front of a. <laughs> you could drive buses in front of the entrances to the so restaurants, and the cop AI was not smart enough to be able to move the buses. So you could just go in there and unload on like everyone in there and take all oh their my money, God. take all their money, and then like get behind the register and shit. And like cops couldn't do anything because you blocked the entrances with buses. Um, You've spent G- your time GTA, in that. No. GTA is a, a game. A tip for real life uh, pizza store, pizza parlor robberies. <laughs> Drive a bus in front of the Buck Wild <laughs> entry. Um, that stuff. I guess that does it for our news segment. Lots of spider talk, lots of spider uh, talk, anime talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to take our first break and then come back to Fair discuss enough. Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Last Let's Night in that. Soho. Let's do that. I'm going to do British accent the whole time. Uh, don't. <laughs> All right, welcome back then, lads. Uh, yeah, We're talking yeah. about yeah, last yeah. night. Oh, it's so some shit on the Barbies. Wow, this accent crashed and burned before it even started. <laughs> yeah. It was the Hindenburg. Um, so it's a yeah, crazy place hey, full of <laughs> old people who kill. <laughs> and the young people who are mean? Yes. Uh, we're, we're talking about Last Night in Soho, a 2021 British psychological horror film directed and co-written by Edgar Wright. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Stars Thomas and McKenzie, Thomas and from The Witch, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Anya Taylor-Joy, yeah. Matt Smith. Uh, oh, that was a, was a good little... Thank you. Little. Uh, Michael Ajao. That's why I called myself Black Phillip at Matt the beginning Smith of the episode. A man who's very ugly. Matt Smith. Uh, a man with no eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, I, I, turned to, I turned to you when we were watching that movie, and I was like, okay, so in... Like on British people terms, is he like a ten? Yeah. Because over here he's like a four. There's a sliding Matt's, scale. For Matt's, British I don't men. see the Matt appeal. Smith is not good looking. Hang on, it defies logic that that guy was a sex symbol in Doctor Dude, Who when he looks like they, they, literally kind of scares me. Literally, his his tenure on Doctor Who is is defined by the fact that people find him sexy. Yeah. Like yeah. no Doctor fucks <laughs> as much he, as he Matt looks Smith's like a doctor. weird like sh- shriveled up old man that still is like a young man. Which is why you he's know, great for this he's part. He's in in any movie that you see in any trailer. He's got one clip like in the new Morbius movie he's in it Morbius? yeah he's just walking that's down that's right he, he has a weird. long career of playing like bad guys post Doctor he was playing yeah. he played Cy, uh, what is it oh god what's the company in uh, Terminator 
Oh, Skynet. Skynet. He's oh, playing Skynet. Oh, that was him. But the what? avatar of Skynet. In, in, the, in, the, in Terminator, Genesis, uh, so not Genesis, Genesis. Dark, Fu- Dark Fate, Dark Fate, Dark Fate sequel. <laughs> I don't know. One Wait, of those. A, a, a movie that came out already. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, I didn't yeah. see Dark Fate. Yeah. yeah. Every time they make a new Terminator, they okay. Stick we're not with one and two. We're not going to stick get with into one it. and yes, two. Yes. Yeah. The classic. But anyway, this is not about Terminators. This is about. Mm-hmm. Well, it's about. Uh, this is about ghosts. romanticizing the past, yeah. and you know, through revisionist history, glossing over those who have been. Uh, Downtrodden, yes, oppressed, yes. Mm-hmm. I, uh, what uh, have you? Yeah, it's it, the sixties, man. Right, yeah, it man. follows. It follows welcome a young sixties. Hey, what? oh, oh, oh. Hey, welcome to the sixties. It was a little <laughs> hairspray, hairspray joke. I, <laughs> is how I took it. Welcome to the sixties. But <laughs> yes, it follows a young art student named uh, Ellie who travels to North London to mm-hmm. pursue her career um, at uh, at yeah. London School of Fashion or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Really had to suspend my disbelief uh, going to college and having shitty roommates who you hate oh. and you can't wait to get away going, from. Going to, art, going to art school and everyone's yeah. just an asshole? I've yeah. never yeah. experienced that before. I know, before. dude, that was so... If any of you are listening to this, experience. I don't mean you. <laughs> I, I literally haven't met any bad people in art school. <laughs> yeah. They're all like really nice, right? Like they're yeah. supportive. All are really nice. Yeah, yeah. Th- that is probably the most like engaging part of the entire movie just her relationship with Jocasta I agree and how it develops over the <laughs> I course because I, I totally like as soon as I realized what they were doing which was she was so excited to go to college and then she moved to the city where she didn't mm. know anybody and her roommate immediately is a B-I-T-C-H to her um, and, yeah. and, and, I was like and wow, you know what and so I guess legit. we'll get into first thoughts after yes. after I drop this bomb uh, <laughs> you may as well just use the bomb and, and uh, go into your the no, bomb I, go ahead I, I, I know I think I think I think that's the most interesting part of the movie I think when we're not in college I'm I'm, I'm just like what, what the movie is like swimming in oil I'm just mm. like but when she's in college I think it's deeply upsetting like it's a it, fuck you this movie is so good it's so perfect <laughs> no it, I mean it, it does no, uh, anyway uh, <laughs> I, I think when the movie is about college specifically it's great uh, mm. not great it's good interesting because um, and, I feel the inverse oh, interesting because i think the minute i think the first matt smith flashback sequence is interesting visually yeah it's great and then i think the movie promptly turns to the audience and shits itself (laughs) uh and uh and you're just like okay i guess i mean i guess i'm here for the ride (laughs) Uh, but um no i I mean you know that's how i feel about this movie interesting ani you as our guest you and danny saw this uh together in person but what were your initial impressions of it upon seeing it and uh, how has that developed i guess we'll talk about uh, Honestly, I'm a big Edgar Wright fan. Yeah, me too. Uh, I started with Shaun of the Dead, actually, yeah. and I watched everything that he had, and it was fabulous. I like his editing and direction. Yeah. I generally do, too. perfect, I think. His, like, hidden psych gags and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting that he would do a horror film this late in his career, because I associate him with, like, that Cornetto trilogy, you know, Hot yeah, Fuzz yeah, and yeah, World's yeah. End and stuff. Scott's like, exactly. program is where Scott I Pilgrim, yeah, all the it, hidden jokes mm-hmm. and gags that mm-hmm. he puts in there. I mean, but he's, I had this one doubt way. with this one, because he's mm-hmm. doing horror for the first time, I was like, okay, maybe this might be a bad idea. I don't know, but it might be a good directing movie. Sure, you know? a good, good try. To have a another feather in your hat. Exactly. I did a horror movie. Exactly. And I can say so I did that now. It's like how Christopher Nolan did only good drama, sci-fi stuff, and then he was like, I want to make a Batman movie, right. and I was like, okay, cool. How is this gonna go? Like, look at it him worked now. Out. Yeah, mm-hmm. Right? It worked out. So, um, I see that Edgar Wright has surprised me yet again mm-hmm. with an amazing movie. I, I'm i a big fan of cinematography, yeah. and I like mm-hmm. seeing good shots, especially those it is mirror impressive. shots. It is impressive. Yeah, where those... it's the two sets, and, and it's yeah. divided by um, that pane of glass that makes mm-hmm. it look I like... Think, I think he mirror. brings art onto screen, unlike 
many directors out there. Maybe D- Damien Chazelle is someone who actually has a direction mm-hmm. uh, style like his, which he, is he's very involved. Cameras, yeah. I'll say that he's very involved because, especially, dur- I mean, that's like the standout scene. I mean, like filmmaking wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. while you're watching that, you're like, okay, so was Thomas and Mackenzie right off camera, and and when they go over the shoulder, yeah. they, they it's pop someone her else. Back oh, yeah. like, it's it's, it's how, really how, good. How are they doing the, it's really good. The two of them going in and out of the frame so quickly, like like it is, it gets your mind racing. Like as a filmmaker, like how did they accomplish this? Exactly. I, I think I think that's why that first scene where the magic trick first happens is mm-hmm. so good. Is like when you see Thomas and Mackenzie walking, mirroring with oh, Anya Taylor yeah, Joy, yeah. and they're walking at the same pace, and it's a two way mirror, and you have the double when they're getting kissed by Matt Smith. Uh-huh. I think that that those moments are so technically interesting, and I agree with you guys. Like I think Egg directs one of the best technical filmmakers that we have. Like mm-hmm. I think that's why he was going to do Ant Man mm-hmm. for years, even. Like predating the MCU, that makes me sad. It yeah. might have been the best. It MCU may have been. Could have been. Hey, it it shouldn't have been an MCU no. movie. They should have just given him Ant Man. Like I don't. But anyway. I don't think Ant Man would have survived outside of the context of the MCU. Maybe, maybe, maybe. As, a, as a movie, it would have been a really great cult movie. Yeah, it would have been fun and that. silly. It would have been a fun, yeah. silly, yeah. goofy, Edgar Wright thing. Yeah. Dan, some of your fun. initial impressions have spilled over, of course, but we're in the thick of it right now. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess for me, I'll say, um, I didn't like Baby Driver a lot. Uh, I was. I thought I that movie was kind of obnoxious. I, I have a few yeah. thoughts on that too. I'm not a big. Fan. I thought I was going to be able to rewatch it. Interesting. But I've watched it about twice. I want to give it a third shot. But I just. I'm not able to. Yeah. I love it, the third act. It, me too. It, but it, for me, too. me, it. It for uh, what I realized because I saw Scott Pilgrim way later than everyone my age see, uh, had already mm-hmm. seen it. That was a zeitgeist. Yeah, and and I I quite enjoy Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Um. I think when I watched Baby Driver, I felt like I was looking at one of those YouTube videos that like cuts up everything to like a really fast song but yeah. he's doing yeah. it for like yeah, yeah. an hour and a half yeah. uh, Edgar Wright does that in this movie but it's much more subtle it doesn't feel like he it's a it's a highly choreographed kind yeah, of movie like exactly. the lights in her room will flicker in time yeah, with I the music that and so that, that, that type of stuff is cool and so it wasn't like in my face for the whole movie and it, it's got a, some great needle drops throughout yeah. Edgar Wright uh-huh. knows yeah. how to put together a good soundtrack technically very sound film cinematographically beautiful mm-hmm. uh, story and we can get into it. Uh, some of the some of the story and some of the choices, some of the politics, some of the politics <laughs> toward the yeah. end are a little funky. But uh, yeah. we'll we'll crack we'll crack the egg open. So um, yeah. Well, I had said Wes that <laughs> sorry. Yeah, uh, Wes. I had said that I find uh, I, I I found I was more engaged with the uh, the flashback dream sequences yeah. than I was yeah. interested. Yeah. Interesting. Because for me. I think mm-hmm. it's all engaging. I mean, that's I, I I agree with Wes that I think the college stuff is where I was the most invested. Mm-hmm. But when it becomes a horror film, I was definitely engaged. Yeah, and I, I was, I, you know, for, eager to see what he was going to do. Yeah, I mean, for me, that was I've like I came into the movie thinking that's really what it's about. Yeah. and I just also felt like some of the movie's weaker writing was in these college scenes. Really, like okay. I just felt. I mean, the, the when she meets. Jocasta, that scene is really well written. The, all of yeah. the, the the microaggressions toward yeah. uh, toward she introduces Ellie's. her to the rest of her friends, and she's yeah. like, "We're in the dead mom club." Yeah. And then, um, uh, Thomas and McKenna, is it Eloise? Ellie, 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 yeah, Ellie. Yeah, she Eloise. goes. Um, she committed suicide, and then Jocasta kind of steals her um, right. yeah. moment where she's like, "Yeah, I have a family member." My uncle did who it. She wanted yeah. to be yeah. the that was where it started to become more Mean Girls for me. I yeah. think just the scene between the two of them is really cool. Just these small things, like she says where she's from, and Jocasta's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Yeah, and yeah, she yeah. thinks she misheard her, but no, I'm sorry that you're poor. Like yeah. that kind <laughs> of, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, but then it's like, it, you know. 
well, this will maybe tip my hand toward one of my big issues with the movie overall, but like the, the, they're clearly from the beginning. Um, you know what? Never mind. I'll save that. What I will just say is that, um, yeah, you have more I, strength than I. Did. <laughs> oh, I would have just, just vomited that yeah, shit. Out. Exactly. I'll, I'll save that. Um, but I'll, I'll say that I think I just kind of was. I didn't care. Every time we came back to her, like trying to be a normal teen, and like this this kid, this black kid, man, dude. The oh most my god! Annoying character in the film. You thought dude. he was annoying? I really I, was like, he's well, always always like him. Him. Yeah, that he, he wants to smash Thomas. He was a McKenzie. soy boy. And <laughs> no, I actually, no, no, no. actually oh, no. like Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Guys, this is the most egregious example of the magical Negro <laughs> since <laughs> since the 1990s. For, for, the read, for the readership, for the listeners who don't know what a magical Negro is, it is a term coined by Spike Lee, of, because of course of it was. King. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephen King was uh, disgusted. He always but, wrote that. But, uh, <laughs> he, oh, he loves himself a magical Negro. Yeah. But, but, uh, Spike Lee talked about, I think, in the early ni- early to late 90s or early 2000s about a character that exists only to make life easier for the white protagonist. And often they are magical. and Or, yeah. or, or has familiarity with the with, supernatural, yes. which which is blatantly introduced. Yeah, it's like, oh, my auntie's into yeah. some weird <laughs> shit. <laughs> you actually, you well, guys well, can't ha- see this. Justin made the exact face that the guy makes in the movie. How is he tied into like the... the- Ghosts of Soho, if you he's, will. He's not into, no. tied into the Ghosts of Soho, but his his the reason that he isn't he becomes an ally to Ellie yeah. when no one else does is because is explicitly because like of the insinuation that his family is familiar with like voodooism yeah. or some sort of and, like you know. And the issue that's something I, I thought was like a Chekhov's gun, you know, where they introduce <laughs> a something like that. I'm like, I want to see what your aunt does now. And then they were going to go to the aunt's house Exactly yeah. and they were I wanted gear to up. see something like that But I guess Edgar Wright did something Where we expect it to happen But then he's like ah, I'm not going to take you that but, you Yeah know, like I mean so, yeah. Uh, yeah the the And to your point I think that's part of the the movie's DNA in general, right? Is that there is a twist coming in this movie yeah. and you can sniff it out immediately. But because mm-hmm. I think, especially as uh, people who watch as many movies as we do, yeah. we're thinking, okay, this would be the obvious twist, yeah. but he's probably and not going to do exactly that. That's exactly what my experience yeah. was. Yeah. And then, and then he does it. So that can be a gotcha in itself. Hi, I did the thing you didn't think I would do because it's too obvious type mm-hmm. of thing. And, 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 and we'll, we'll uncover that. It, I mean, it, it I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, that, well, I, I guess to, to, <laughs> to put a button on what, sorry, to put a button on what I've been trying to say before I mentioned the magical Negro. Oh, yes, yes, please. Please finish the magical is Negro. That, um, I'll finish it after. I just, I just, I just kind of felt like I was most invested in her, her well, connection to, <laughs> to Anya Taylor-Joy's character yeah. and going back in the past. That's where the, the, the crux of the movie was for me. And then everything else felt weaker. Here's my hot take. Ani Taylor Joy. Oh boy, looks it. like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She has, she has feline features. She it's true. It's um, the eyes. Yes. It's, it's when I was watching eyes. it, I thought of the thing that that Dan says all the time, which is that Anya Taylor Joy has the perfect horror face mm-hmm. because she's beautiful and scary. Yes. yes. Looks like Depen- an alien. Depending on when, how you light her. Like yeah, if yeah, you yeah. light yeah. her one way, you're like, oh, wow, it's a beautiful girl. And yeah, then yeah. you light her another way, you're like, oh god, she's <laughs> a very scary woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say we don't have to talk a whole lot about the black character because he's barely a character. But um, there's a scene in this movie 
or he's going to smash cheeks. Uh, he's going home to smash cheeks. And I, what are you, am I going to lie? That's what yeah, happens that's, to the movie. That is, yeah. that is, he hey. goes, he, first of all, he's like a fly in her life. He's, he's like, like showing up. You up. <laughs> he keeps showing up. And he's like, I heard you work here. Oh, oh. And, then, yeah. and then finally she's like, fine, I'll go to this party with yeah. you. He, he orders Cronenbergs at the bar. Right, Easter egg is oh, like, I'll take two Cronenbergs. And then he puts, yeah. on, oh, yeah. uh, he puts on this weird um, white face makeup. <laughs> and then that he goes home. And then he goes home to smash cheeks. Uh, and she has she's she's a psychic by the way that's the main character she's psychic uh, and she starts having a, a vision while he's about to get up in there mm-hmm. and uh, he falls off this, specifically the vision is of Matt Smith yeah. about to murder yeah. Anna Taylor and Joy and, and, because and Tom- this is the, the bedroom as it as as the plot un- unfolds, this is the bedroom that she used for her sex work and mm-hmm. and, and, and Thomas and Mackenzie start screaming oh my mm-hmm. god and. Um, uh, it, 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 it it certainly appears. Hey, man. The gag seems to be that I didn't try to assault her, yeah. but would, wouldn't that be funny? Because yeah. I, I am hey, black. The, hey, the police, <laughs> the police are on route. I do. I mean, and listen, this is this is not a universal experience. Uh, here's the thing. When I was in high school, uh, <laughs> you're about to go to the archives. Yeah, of, uh, I am. When I was in high school, uh, going to. I, uh, are you serious? Siri? Siri Siri's talking, talking over you right now. <laughs> That's your watch, I think. Oh, boy. <laughs> I found this on the web about, yeah, about critical uh, race theory. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, when, when I was in high school um, learning about acting, uh, we had a class where we talked about like the business of acting, and, and mm-hmm. one of our teachers, uh, who shall remain nameless for the sake of politeness, um, <laughs> and because I didn't know better at the time, but he, he talked about this idea of like colorblind casting, right? And mm-hmm. how like that's like the ideal casting. I don't care about your color. I care about you as a performer, right? Mm-hmm. Well, f- film is a visual medium mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> and, and people are going to make associations based on what they yeah, see. Exactly. And, and the, the fact that this actor is the, o- the only black yeah. character mm-hmm. in London, mm-hmm. number one, yeah. which is crazy in London's itself. London doesn't have any black. Yeah, it it does. Does. <laughs> well they're, known. they're all on in the attack, the block set, which <laughs> yeah. this actor was a part of, by the way. He yeah. Was Daniel Kaluuya was created really? by the government, uh, to, to star and get out. He doesn't <laughs> exist. In, yeah, John it Boyega, knew- but 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 like I like that movie, and Attack maybe oh, maybe he's movie. maybe it makes sense that he's like the only black kid in fashion school. I guess Edgar Wright maybe trying to make a point about that, but <laughs> point just being that he, like he's not. <laughs> point just being when you when you when you have this character especially when he is in isolation in the film putting him in this context yeah, is extremely tone deaf and i and for me watching i i was on pins and needles the whole time me just too. really hoping that like this wouldn't go the way that i worried it would mm-hmm. you know it turns out that the old lady who she's subletting comes in and she kicks him out and it's fine she asks if she's okay and she says yeah but like it's, you thought it would be like the cops show up. To- I oh. thought it was going to be like a Queen and Slim situation. Oh, I thought they were yeah, going to yeah, kill yeah, this man. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, I, and I'm like, you don't need that in this movie, man. And, and the yeah. issue is that uh, this is Steve McQueen's fault. Steve McQueen, celebrated director, <laughs> one of the best working directors right now, bullied Edgar Wright. I'm sure we can at some point edit in the, a piece of the interview. <laughs> I've, I've never heard of this. Oh, it's wonderful. It's uh, essentially they asked Steve McQueen. The audience is, might hear it now. I'm being presumptuous. Uh, but but they're ask, asking Steve McQueen questions about being black or whatever, and he's the only black director in this panel that includes Edgar Wright and and Steve McQueen's like that's interesting um, why don't you ask these people why they don't ever put black people in their movies yeah. <laughs> and, and Edgar and, Wright I and think is silent the, I think Edgar Wright's the man closest to him and he's just like no. oh and I think Edgar Wright went home hung up his his jacket um, 
you know, his tweed jacket, his tweed jacket <laughs> and wrote a note to himself that said, next one, black. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it, didn't alter the script, just so I'm going to just cast the black kid. To, yeah, to, to, to uh, this point, I feel like the most... The two most uh, developed characters are the, the co-leads uh, yeah. played by Thomas We're and McKenzie and yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. They're both great. Um, they, they do have some dimension to them that isn't just like, how, how do I relate to this main uh, character? Yeah. Um, so, so that's well done. Seeing really. Anya's, like, the trajectory of that character and the gradual reveals are mm-hmm. all pretty great. I mean, I, I think the most, like, horrific and like the horror film sense, like, that moment comes at when we realize she's not really living the life that was promised to her in the first dream. Mm, yeah. Like she's the showgirl that has to, mm. you know, do drugs and suck dick in the back and right. he is kind of sidelined and is getting pimped out and yeah. stuff. And it's this, the one that's like unbroken mm-hmm. going down the hallway and, and seeing all the showgirls in the room, like well, yeah. doing all the shit yeah. that I just described. Yeah. Yes. And like that, and, and like the colors start to get like really intense. While Matt yeah. Smith is yelling at Thomas and McKenzie. That is probably mm-hmm. it's a dope like scene. enough horror to make it to make this like a horror movie yeah because like like, most of the time i don't really feel like it is that yeah yeah i did get really bad jump scares though two of them there's a couple one was the alarm yeah Yeah, one of the alarm sequences where she wakes up from this dream thinks the dream's over she goes for the alarm but the ghost grabs her hand i lost it over Mm -hmm. there i was not expecting that Mm -hmm. and i usually i love watching horror movies Mm -hmm. but this was something else. Let's talk about I, this. It teeters on genre. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's why psychological horror is really the, the pocket for it because yeah. it's, it's it, or psychological thriller. Like I could hear anyone call it either one of those. And I, I mean, would, it's I a plan. Yeah. That's what he's making. Right. Which and, are and, all psychological and, horror and, movies. Yeah. That is true. And the, and the, and the, at least, at least early ish, like, uh, I guess Knife in the Water really isn't horror, but it, it feels like it. Knife in the Water. Uh, I forgot about that. Uh, Repulsion, uh, repulsion, is, is uh, Rosemary's yeah, Baby. Exactly. I mean, these are these are horror movies with a horror element, but are uh, existing in the mind of the protagonist. Yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? so yeah, yeah. Like, I wanted to on on that note, you reminded me, uh, Ani. I wanted to talk about the sound design in this movie, which I think is really, 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 really well done. There are moments where. Uh, he really leans into this echoes of the past thing in yeah, a literal yeah. sense where the line will precede itself yes. uh, mm-hmm. before you, you know, so it's like this really muffled, like repeating thing. And, and it's, you know, we, we, he seeds that early on with uh, when she scratches her record yep. and that one part of the song is repeating over and over. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like it starts happening with ghosts or when she's in the memory, you'll hear a phantom voice and exactly. then the line comes in. Really cool stuff like that. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I mean the 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 plot uh, as is it is revealed that the the grandma that um, Thomason is uh, Eloise is is subletting the room from because she had to get away from her ridiculously uh, mean cocaine sniffing roommate Jocasta. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, also, uh, not something that happens in art school. <laughs> no, 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 I've never seen someone uh, have a cocaine never. dollar on yeah, their like, table. It, it, yeah. When like she kicks the door in and she brought some guy over and like they're yeah. fucking and then she goes out into the that's an experience area. that I know someone she has goes had. out into the common area <laughs> yeah. and everyone's partying. Yeah. I have had pretty much that exact same thing. Oh like, my wow. god! My, my junior year, just like when when I was like so tired of like a day of like working classes, whatever it may have been, and like I get back and these same fucking guys are like drinking and breaking bottles and blasting <laughs> music from a speaker really loudly, and it's like. Holy fuck! I hate you, people. I just want to sleep. Yeah, like, I remember you coming to class, class like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you were really upset. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, I concur. Yes, yeah, so yeah. very. But, um, uh, but uh, 
the, the reveal is that this woman who she's living with is um, uh, uh, what's this character's name? Um, uh, Sandy. Sandy. Sandy is Sandy. Well, <laughs> this gives us a chance to talk about Dan and I always uh, have this thing in the chat that uh, Justin and Zach have to live through, which is when we start to theorize about the nature of horror movies. Yes. Okay. And and the two of them are like, all right, time to go home. <laughs> um, but but we I feel like we've talked about this, Dan. Horror movies that are effective are effective because they're about the horror of a real world thing, sure. but genre is grafted onto it. Mm -hmm. yes. And yeah. in this one, it feels like the horror present is the horror that women, and we're, we're four men here just by the way, yes, um, so we'll tread know. lightly. Yes. Um, the horror that women experience in a male dominated society, the fear sure. of particularly sexual violence, yeah. mm -hmm. which is something th that is, very prevalent, obviously, but yeah. it's also something that the movie doesn't seem to be like fully able to grapple with in a in a in a in a way that feels comprehensive. And and that might be because Edgar Wright is a man, and I'm sure I wouldn't be able to do much of a better job right. if I did it. He I, I, it with I, woman, I will say when the film did. does start to grapple with it, and it seems like it's in the thick of that. Yeah. They kind of just tie it up. They do. Like, they do. Like already. Mm -hmm. and the, it, the, yeah. the Sandy thing gets tied up immediately yeah, it does. after we yeah. like figure out and what's going on. It actually it. starts off with this independent kind of like a thing. Like, you know, she can do whatever she wants. But then the guy comes in and she's like, oh, okay, here we go. Mm. I don't really. You mean Sandy's character yeah, herself, Sandy's, her, her agency is taken yeah, away. Yeah. Something was different about the character in the beginning, but then it just became. She's a small town girl. Yeah. Moved to the big city with a big yeah. dream. I, I thought the twist was going to be that Sandy was her mom, but then the timeline didn't sync. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. That would have yeah. been cool. Um, but, uh, yeah. But 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 uh, no. But the <laughs> but the it's idea cool. that I mean the the movie seems to become and I'm going to invoke Titan, a movie that I didn't love. But Titan, I think, does this better. Yes, I think Titan does this better. Which is that Titan is also about being in part about the anxiety around the way men inflict violence on women. Yeah. And I think that that movie gives its protagonist agency in a way that it, this movie never gives Thomas and McKenzie. And it feels like Thomas and McKenzie spends the whole movie running from these shadowy men that sure. are just around every corner oh. ready to attack yeah. her in, in a way that felt like it was sapping the the agency out of it. Also, there's a whole thing about sex work. I'm not even going to touch it. I, I, well, I, I'll say about the yeah, the shadow people that mm -hmm. she's running from for mm -hmm. the the brunt of uh, the narrative. The um, they seem kind of like a generic uh, bad guy that I'm not like necessarily like swept up in the imagery of them. Uh -huh. um, but I do appreciate the symbolism of like a faceless male evil being around every corner. That's mm -hmm. fair. In Soho, because mm -hmm. this is, you know, a descendant of Sandy's plight and it That's now fair. directly influences. It's intergenerational uh, trauma. Yes, intergenerational yeah. trauma. So so while the imagery of that wasn't really doing anything for me, I'm like, oh, like shadow, PLK, yeah. whatever. But well, like, uh, I do appreciate narratively where that comes from. Yeah, I, I, uh, as far as their design, I thought it was really effective the first time it happened. Sure. And then uh, there were more and more of them, especially CGI exactly. shadow and, and Matt yeah. Smith was like, yeah. hey, yeah. I got you, Sandy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. says something in British. That's what it sounds His like. His face always so, but, turns completely. Cheeky, cheeky. But I, <laughs> I that liked was really the, good. <laughs> I liked the, um, the, the first instance of it because it's this cool, transparent effect where you're not sure where the figure is 
dimensionally in relation yes. to Thomason yeah, yeah. on the bed. Yeah. He's like, he looks like he's behind the curtain and then in front of it and his face isn't consolidating and you want to... Mm-hmm. And his face is vibrating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so that's cool. But yeah, then then they just throw a, you know, a ton of them on screen and it's kind of like the uh, in Clone Wars when there's a bunch of lightsabers everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the film didn't look so glossy. Like, I, it's it's interesting because it was it's actually shot... Looking. It was very It was shot on film. Mm-hmm. What? It was shot on film. Yeah, we weird? noticed it in theater, it was, right? It was shot it on film. So, I watched it I Dolby, know, though. It I watched it Dolby, though, which may have smoothed it out. It looks so glossy. It looks so clean. Yeah. It doesn't even look like a Jalo, which is what it's supposed to look like. And like when they get into stuff like that, it doesn't really have the. Like, that looks like a, it's. It's. Too, I mean, it's the thing we, we talked about in like the last three episodes. Is like if yeah. you do a period piece or a piece of your film takes place in period, mm-hmm. it the, even the special effects have to look like it would have yeah. looked, yeah. and that looks like an effect from two thousand five. I, I always, <laughs> I always find myself like citing much older horror movies, and I feel like out of necessity, those movies looked scarier because they were shot on film. They're grungy. Yeah. They're, they're grungy. They're grungy. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. We, I mean, eyes without a face. We're going to talk about it in a I couple mean, minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Um, but you know that's a movie that just looks scary because I'm, of how I, it was shot and when it I was mean, shot and and the, how hard it was to get something like that together it, at the time. It just looks disturbing. Dude, in the most basic way, like uh, Nosferatu, future, yeah, uh, future uh, uh, remake by Robert Eggers. But oh, like yeah. the original one, isn't Nos- onion that is very yes. scary. Yeah. The it's original scary. Nosferatu is so scary. Yeah. Like there, there's moments that as an adult man, like when he's yes. reaching across the wall. Yeah. And the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shadows are reaching. Yeah, and Matt yeah. Shrek was like six foot eight, and yeah. he like oh looked like God. a vampire without the makeup. You think on? cousin? You it think cousin very... Greg is gonna play him in the movie? I have no fucking <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, there's a bunch of stories about the making of Nosferatu where Matt Shrek. Yes, it's just a scary man. No one like knew where he came from. He like mm. killed a bunch of people in the war, <laughs> and like he was massive, and like he never slept, and like. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. He, okay, you know. But, but my point is just that um, when you make a horror movie. You gotta be wary of like over lighting and and gloss and and Edgar yeah. Wright is a very tidy filmmaker. Yeah. He likes his things to look you know objectively clean and mm-hmm. maybe that doesn't really fit into what makes this genre work for me. Yeah. Speaking about character design, especially with the ghosts, I think maybe my favorite uh, artist in terms of or director in terms of these would be Guillermo del Toro. I love him. He has mm-hmm. always surprised mm-hmm. me with his character yeah, design, I agree. especially I agree. with um, Hellboy the monsters. Have right, yeah, right? you seen them I've do that interview video. with yeah, the monsters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was this. Uh, <laughs> not many people like this movie of his, Crimson Crimson, Crimson Peak. I have, I've been Peak, wanting Crimson to watch Peak. Crimson Peak for so long. I've only seen that part in Crimson Peak where where the guy gets his fucking head crushed on the. Oh sink. my god! Uh, so there are a lot of scenes like that towards the end of the movie, and yeah. one thing what Guillermo del Toro does is creative deaths mm. mm-hmm. in his movies. They have the most. Mostly yeah, yeah, yeah. to the side of the face. Pan's or, labyrinth when he's like, yeah. What, what is he bashing him with in that one scene? Is it like a mag- rolled up magazine? Oh, we were trying to figure this out last time we talked about it too. I don't remember. <laughs> it's going to be a recurring thing. <laughs> yeah, we'll right onto his nose too. What was it? It was some sort of a metal some box or something. Yeah, object and he's just bashing that guy yeah. over and over. It yeah. was absolutely wicked. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I will, I will now introduce the the thing that left me question mark over the head mm-hmm. uh, okay. by, about this film. So. Um, <laughs> That's so formal. <laughs> well, now, yeah, but anyway. Well, now I'll present my final. Yes, my my verdict. Um, no, but the the, the uh, by the end, like I said, we find out that uh, old lady is Sandy, uh, short for Alexandra, mm-hmm. and um, she uh, is. I guess I guess part of the reason that like all this haunting is happening is because maybe because the the cop. 
the old guy who they fake out Sam to make you think is Matt Smith. Yeah. Sam Claflin when he just drops into the movie. Yeah. And you're like, I've seen the guy somewhere. But then he's Terrence Stamp. I guess you have to have red herrings in stories like this. Because they always do. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, just because he's so, you know, he's it's the misdirect that Sam Claflin turns yeah. out to be Terrence Stamp yeah. as yeah. opposed to they make you think maybe it's Matt Smith because yeah. Yeah. He's, he's they're still both creepy uh, he's but, a misogynist but yeah uh, yeah yeah but uh, <laughs> but the uh, the the film concludes when um Thomason Eloise is running up the stairs and she gets into the room. She's trying to reach the emergency phone. And then all of a sudden the ghosts start reaching up out of the floorboard yeah. and pulling her down. And it's oh getting really God. like crazy here. Yeah. And then at the moment that she is being pinned down on the bed, one of the ghosts comes through and, and ho- picks up the phone and says, help us kill her. Yeah. Help us. So it's like, okay, number one, if y'all wanted me to do this, why are you literally prohibiting me from doing it? Exactly. Yeah. But why number are you two, around the corner? Got you. Now yeah, that I have yeah, your attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill us. Uh, we Pose full sentences. (laughs) We should have let you know that earlier. (laughs) But number two, uh, this is where the movie turns from because because the the midway twist is that uh, Sandy actually became a serial killer of these Johns that she was being forced to have sex with. Yeah, and all and she buried some of their bodies inside of that house and so they're all in and around basement, in and around so (laughs) in and around Soho, (laughs) and now they're coming back. You know, I guess activated by. Uh, Eloise's uh, manic pixie yes, dreams, yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta can, talk about that performance before before we wrap. But we come to the we come I to the she's end. Good. She's good. I think um, she's good. She. Fabulous. <laughs> the first five she's minutes. So the movie. She's so cute. I thought she'd be in love with this Fabulous. chick. Um, I do love her. I just, we'll, 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 she almost ahead, seems like a self parody. That's fair. We'll, we'll, I'll cut that. But I guess the the point that I that that really confused me is that at, at this point the movie seems to flip and now yeah. we are supposed mm-hmm. to empathize with this woman's uh, assaulters yeah. and and oh, dude, okay. oh and, yeah and so like and and so this made me think about um it made me think about titan but it also made me think about another movie that perhaps we might have paired with it which is monster um, oh, yeah. Which I've only seen one time. Monster is obviously about real life female serial killer Eileen Mornos, mm-hmm. who uh, who was known, her, her victims were primarily men. She would kill and rob men. Patty Jenkins? Yes, it, it was is, her first her feature first film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I need to rewatch it uh, just now that I'm thinking about it so much. But I did some research again on that movie because. I, I had an inkling of a memory that there was a bit of controversy when it came out around how it depicted Eileen hmm. as sort of a victim oh, and who, who was yeah. taking agency yeah. against her, 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 uh, her, um, assaulters. Mm. Now, not to say that that wasn't the case. There were, there was at least one instance where she was being assaulted yes. and she killed the guy and they the depict that in the movie. Right. Yeah. They're, they're, that like in the car. Um, but, uh, uh, a lot of the guys that she, that she killed, it was a situation where she was hitchhiking mm. and then all of a sudden she shoots the guy and robs him. You know what I mean? And, and basically these articles that I was reading, they were talking about how in some ways they felt monster might've done disservice to that figure because there's something to, there, there's something interesting about reckoning with why women might commit violence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you know uh, maybe a lot of the time it's about it's a, it's a retribution it's a revenge yes. Yes. against men who who are doing them wrong uh that wasn't always the case with Eileen Warnos it seems to be the case here with with Sandy right mm-hmm. but then the she movie chops those men the fuck up and uh, she certainly does it becomes yeah. a slasher for about a 3 minute montage yeah, yeah. but true. then but then when you come to the end and you and you want like justice for the men who were 
abusing her, then then you have effectively undercut your own point, mm-hmm. especially yeah. when especially when it's not a situation where like these were men that she would lonely men that she'd find at the bar and she mm-hmm. took advantage of their yeah. loneliness and then knife them in yeah. the alley. Exactly. These are men that were coming to she her. She was to trafficked into sl- yeah. it absolutely. It she was yeah. and, it, and she was not having consensual sex with them. It was yeah. sex under it the threat was, of injury, and, financial and, 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 oppression. And the issue is my issue with it is and I I'm I mean I'm not, I'm not personally a sex worker so I, my, my my purview on this is limited. Damn, I'm disappointed. Bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, but 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 like not all sex workers are trafficked in like these are two different yes. ideas like yeah. there there is a there is an issue of traf- sex trafficking especially with young women yes. into into these industries mm-hmm. which is bad but there are also sex workers that get into sex work f- yeah. for other reasons uh, and now, enjoy it now it's it, much safer than it's it, been in the past and and, 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 the, and putting those two things together it feels like the movie says because she is a sex worker she is being assaulted by these men right. like it's it, it's a complete thing and i feel like the movie doesn't tease out like the nuance mm-hmm. there Sure. Like it never, it never goes. She, she, maybe she doesn't enjoy sex work. Uh, you don't know. I, I don't know. There is. You know nuance. how she feels about it. There's nuance. No, there's nuance to be had about mm-hmm. it, and the movie just kind of goes. And that's why so many of the reviews on Letterbox were like, Edgar Wright has not seen a vagina in his life, <laughs> uh, which is mean. But I get where it's coming from. I mean, and, well, to your point, Dan, you were talking about how quick that wrap up is, yeah, right? Yeah. Like we find out that Alexandra is Sandy, and then it's like it balls to the wall immediately. <laughs> she stabs CGI fire. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. She stabs the boyfriend, and it's it's very tragic. I <laughs> I just feel like part of the resolution of her of her entire character is so weird because. She goes from like being ready to kill this girl yeah. and her boyfriend to maintain her secret mm-hmm. to they, suddenly they being like. Did get a little flutter out of me when she. I do think that line is really good. There was a I'm line. Not, I'm that... not going to prison. I've been in the prison my entire yes. life. Yeah. Before she dies. Yes. That, that is a good. Yes, moment. that's yeah. fair. But I just wasn't sure how Edgar Wright wanted me to feel about her at the end. Yeah. Like whether or not I is is. How I'm feeling about her, you know, this this gray area that they fall into, is that on purpose? Right, or? and and especially because, and this is the thing that I held off from saying earlier, but like from the beginning of the movie, every man is a jackass, yeah. and then every man is the, the sweet, worst. The first the man she encounters in Soho, like tries to like ha- tries to do a fake taxi, and, 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 yeah. and, and, and yeah. it does, and it does the thing that the favorite does way better, which is that. Men are disgusting, mm-hmm. but the the way the favorite does it is like men are just almost like animals. The, fa- the first man we see in the favorite is like jerking off to Emma Stone in the carriage, right, 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 and right. most of the men in the favorite, other than like Nick, Nicholas Holt, and there's some queer coding there, a are just love, like are like sexual animals. What yeah. was that? A movie I love. By oh, I love the, the favorite. favorite, but I think that movie does what this is trying to do much better, which is like men are disgusting in that movie, but it's yeah, it, they're. I don't have an issue. With, men are disgusting. That's not yes, my issue. Yeah. My my issue is that the movie, this movie, wants to go. Men are disgusting, but also like maybe feel bad maybe for them. Feel bad. Yeah, yeah but, exactly, <laughs> but, exactly. But also, I would be criticizing it if if they were just little ghouls, you know, little yeah. shadow ghouls. That would be. I mean, maybe we should feel kind of bad for trapped souls that can't pass on eh, to the afterlife. The, you know? the, the, they, put, they they fucked up their own bag. You know, but <laughs> souls souls trapped in purgatory. That that. Sure. That is pretty that is horrifying. That is true. Well, they've had enough time in the afterlife now to regret their decisions. They're not in the afterlife. They're still ch- they're <laughs> trapped in right, purgatory. Right, right. They're ghosts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's it's just, it's kind of, it is kind of funky because like, I, I guess the bait and switch is that all these men are horrible until you, until 
they die and then regret it. Like even the even the guy who uh, who sits down next to Eloise when she has to, when she's forced out of her dorm to to go sit in the, on the sofa. Oh yeah, and he's like, oh, what are you listening to? Oh, you're listening to this this grandma crap. Uh-huh. You know yeah, yeah. that guy is a jerk. The dude that they meet at the bar who's like, oh, I lost my uh, what does he say? Can I bury? Uh, oh, I, I lost my dick. Can, can I, I bury yeah, it in your ass? Yeah, oh, my <laughs> it died. God. It died. My dick died. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, that type of thing. So it's like again, you're setting up like you almost you're, you're making us root for the for men to be murdered which um, and Jocasta okay with, with men and Jocasta should all should it, it starts with the cabbie right what it's the, it starts with the cabbie yes. 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 Jocasta comes the very taxi. close to being murdered and I kind of want to go to follow I did through too. with it <laughs> I did too that black guy like was Again, like hey saves her <laughs> yeah, yeah. life the uh, black guy the black guy is also creepy but the movie doesn't frame him as creepy right. like he's like Hey, I heard you worked at this bar. And I think I, it's just his, uh, weird, his performance is very and neurotic. Just, and just, like, yeah. It's like he's auditioning for Peter Parker and doesn't know Sony doesn't cast black people. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, he's like, he's like, hey, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I was being Spider-Man a second ago. And <laughs> he, he, I just can't. But, but, but let's not act like at the same time, uh, let's not act like we haven't all uh, tried to, you know, uh, okay. hey, I, all right, I yes, can, yes. I can I, keep I, you I, up. Okay. All right. I too. I can keep you up all night. Night I line. thought that I thought that was cute and have to kind of laugh with yeah, each other yeah, about that it. Was oh, he's like, I can't oh, believe I just said he that. He didn't say it like that. He said, "I could keep you up." <laughs> oh, God. in front of his jaw. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Jay Z rap. I find movements. that actor. I find that actor pretty charming. No, he's great in Attack the Block. Is mm. he in that movie? Yeah, he's one of the kids. Well, maybe you can take this opportunity to talk about uh, Eloise and why you felt her characterization was a bit. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Dude, bully I mean, bully they, the, the 20 I really, I'm not going to bully anybody, but but it's like, <laughs> re- like really our lead just, she, she's, oh, man. And this is actually her actual voice. So she wasn't doing like, a, oh, my oh God. it's me and I'm, dude, I'm it's such so a bully. Love how that sounded like Dobby like, from Harry Potter. I, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I like, um, and I, th- I don't think she's bad at all. I'm just saying like, they really chose someone who seemed helpless and like mm. vulnerable and like could not uh, stick up for themselves. Yeah, effective like casting, way, I, guess. Before, I guess, but like it, it almost seemed like it was a joke. Um, <laughs> I don't, she opens to... the movie by putting on a paper dress that she made and, and posing like the Breakfast at Tiffany's poster and then going over to the mirror, tapping it and going, fabulous. And it's the first time she talks. <laughs> I was like, what is this character? <laughs> but... Go ahead. It's fine. Yeah, it's just that if if this person's put in a situation like this again, would like did she learn something? She from did this? not become scrappy from this right? at all. I don't no. think. I don't and think and she you know what? Actually, what actually? Uh, maybe this is where you were going. But I feel like what actually really kneecaps this movie is the is the <laughs> is the stinger scene where she's introducing her fashion and like now yeah, everyone yeah. is she's popular. Oh, and yeah, 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 Hannah Montana and, her, and, her, and her now she likes in the audience, even though he's stuff. in her class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's his fashion? Oh, don't yeah. forget the grandma. And the grandma. They're like, hey, yeah. hey, why was he not in the green room? That also, was. Oh, also, that grandma is gonna is definitely like when he leaves, she's like, "What a nice Negro boy <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. you have found. You found <laughs> yourself over. He's a very well spoken young man." <laughs> and then she goes backstage, and not only is she greeted by the sycophantic uh, besties that yeah. were hanging around Jocasta, but then you have like the sarcastic, like, "Well and done." Did Jocasta drug her? Yes, she did. She, right? It's the it's oh, pie yeah. that she roofied both of them, which then doesn't really actually go in. That was another reason I was really nervous yeah. during that that almost sex scene because I thought that like 
they were both under the uh, extra too. under the influence, and then he was gonna yeah. keep going when she was saying Me stop. Too. And we I both yeah. said out loud, "Why are you drinking any shit that Jacosta <laughs> gave you? you? Why?" I, I was watching that, and I was like, "Is this how white people felt watching yeah. Get Out?" Is I, <laughs> I was like, "I feel deeply uncomfortable right now." So much, so much stress. But yeah, and then like, and and then also like. I, the in the last possible moment, she turns back to the mirror. First, she sees her mom. Yeah, and then she sees Sandy, and, and she then, pokes the mirror. And, and then I'm, Sandy yeah. and her mom. That's a like, mirror poking. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what, what does that mean? Does that mean that like she? She is Sandy now. She, yeah. She continues. Sandy's I mean, always with her. Yeah, I Sandy's would love up. if the movie had ended in the back of the ambulance. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. With just her breathing, and, and they cut to black, and yeah. you don't, you don't like something like Blade Runner. Runner you know, yeah. how they, it, it seemed kind of out of character that she would like do this 60s thing that she was so emotionally invested in and like incorporate a bunch of like dubstep and (laughs) like because this whole time she's like you know so anti-modern and Mm. and she's so like into like 60s shit and then she's like got like dubstep and like weird modern like fat it it just felt not like her character for the rest yeah and it also is unclear like this is why also I think the fashion stuff could be more connected to like right. to like if it's a if honestly if you wanted to get really like I guess um, I don't know if this would be more surreal as the word but like if her completing this dress or this exhibit was a way of like exorcising yeah. this like these ghosts or like this yeah. process this this trauma like that could have been interesting Ghost. Yeah. yeah you know but but instead it just kind of was like nah she she did the dress and Jocasta's yeah. hating on her and exactly. I was I was waiting for Jocasta to make a move on did on Jocasta her do the little uh, Jocasta the club the slow club yeah yeah Trump's thing that's what Jocasta yeah anyway but I was telling Danny about the scene where Jacosta is not given attention at all is like the biggest, you know, slap in the face one could get because yeah. Yeah. you did not achieve anything. That's mm-hmm. true. You know, That's you true. Did that was cool. Push that she's just in the, she out of focus and the background of the camera moves exactly. past her. Yeah. 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 You don't even get the satisfaction of being told off. Like, exactly. You're not That's there she goes. <laughs> a knife to the face would have been nice. Yeah. That's all I'm now, let me, let me, now let me <laughs> ask y'all nice. this. Let me ask y'all this. Yes. You're all, you're all, uh, you know, art school graduates, or I'm, I'm about to be myself. Yeah, you run into Joe Costa at your <laughs> residence hall. What you you putting moves on? You putting moves on? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Danny, without going the context of this movie, Wait, uh, let me, let yeah, me go look. ahead well, and look her up. Like I'm saying, yeah, you putting the moves pretty, on Joe Costa? Yeah. What are we? What are we doing? Let me, let me, let me Spin moves, ah, sure. right across there. Let me see what her. Teeth look like. I did not think that was the T oh, word that was going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her teeth. She. She's no. She's is British. She British she's teeth? British. Oh. No, she's British. Her. Her mouth is sealed in all these pictures because <laughs> they, as a people, know. Is that what <laughs> she that looks is, like? They have this like old, like child. Hedge. Yeah, she's um, got like a. No, I'm not making moves on this young woman. <laughs> I thought she was <laughs> not for nothing. When when uh, Eloise came back with that blonde hairdo. Yeah, the hell yeah. Atomic blonde <laughs> look. And Thomas and Mackenzie was attractive. She's a good-looking girl. 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 She's a
uh, I feel like I would try to make a move and then midway to walking over to her, I'd be like, ah, oh, she's going to murder me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she would turn just the right way and you would the, the shadows would fall. Anya said in an interview recently that she has been working a lot recently and she's mm. maybe going to give it a rest until mm. she feels hungry again. Her words, not mine. Oh, that's mom. dope. So. And the, yes, I agree. I think that's dope because she's been fucking everywhere. She's a new, like, she's a new age screen queen. So, so we should, we should, we, should we give her Zach's number or not? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah. oh not to forget the fact that she's an she absolutely wonderful singer oh yeah, great. Yeah. 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 she's so yeah. we almost jumped right over that was yeah. a real voice yeah, yeah. she's that great was a real voice. downtown yeah really but she, she's doing really that mad good. max spinoff which i am oh, really excited Furiosa. for i'm really excited yeah for that. she's doing she's so, so her upcoming um projects are the northman with robert eggers nosferatu mm. with robert eggers a david o russell project uh, the menu, and the most important one, guys. She's playing Princess Peach in Mario. What? Oh, oh, Jesus, yeah. With Chris Pratt? With yeah. Chris any, Pratt. Anyone would want to take a break after Here that? Here we go. <laughs> um, but, but with these, with these like new age uh, actors and actresses, like the, the new faces of Hollywood and stuff, um, I start to get fatigued when sure. I see them everywhere. So I, I, I do like that she recognizes that she's been in the spotlight for I respect a while. That. Give somebody a chance. And that she can kind of yeah. just chill for a bit and, you know, do Maybe this is almost a sort of passing of the shorts to Thomas and Mackenzie can do some stuff for a yeah, little bit. Cool. Right? Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen her. I have a feeling this is how it was for Robert Pattinson. He started off yeah, yeah. with, uh, yeah. was that? P- people didn't want to touch him after Twilight. Yeah. No one wanted yeah. to hire him for anything. Mm. He was like exactly. a joke. So he, so he did indies and stuff. Yeah, which and were great. Good Time only got off the ground because he sought out the Safdie brothers and was yeah. like, I want to work with and you guys. I think that might be my favorite movie of Robert Good Time, time? Good time. Yeah, Good Time oh, I mean, is, I, yeah. good time is my favorite A24 it was a great time uh, I think it might be mine too uh, that or Uncut Gems I, I knew that you oh god I just literally both, had just we're it. big on the safety movies that give you an ulcer yes. I, I, I love, <laughs> I love I, this. I, me too listen we're big on the Good Time is Good Time is much more of a like a New York that I recognize movie like yeah. I look at Good Time and I'm like oh I've good been time? there yeah. but is Uncut Gems is great because it has him say oh you're a Jew again congratulations here's my thing I think they're both both like pretty near perfect movies. Uncut Gems has like lulls, mm-hmm. yeah. whereas Good Time is an hour and a half of like holy it's shit. It's just someone just being what like is, this. What is gonna happen to these people? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, all right. We have a lot that we. <laughs> this, is gonna, gonna, this is gonna be. A I made a bit of a risk, a gamble, but I think it's gonna pay yeah. off. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. Okay. <laughs> we got. We gotta wrap it up. Let's let's rate Anya Taylor Joy. I mean, let's rate uh, Last Night in Soho. Uh, wow. And now we do meme ratings, of course, for this mm-hmm. segment. So, uh, Wes, why don't you go first? Because I know it's going to be the lowest. I'll g- <laughs> I'm going to give it two Matt Smith eyebrows out of five. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have eyebrows. That's the gag. Uh, I thought it was good. Three and a half out of five. I got to take a call. <laughs> okay, no worries. Um, go ahead, Anya. You can. Uh, how would you rate it? Mm, I would say. Three and a, maybe four years of jail time for Ansel Elgort. That's a good one. Just out of nothing. Just that's, that's the sentence. Yeah, I just think three to five years for Ansel Elgort sounds reasonable. Yeah, that's, and, that's uh, and I'll say um, I'm going to give it five and a half scissors through the cranium, <laughs> through the orbital nerve out of... Uh, <laughs> Out of eight, um, yeah, it, it, it's 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 nice to look at. It's not completely offensive. I could even see myself maybe watching it again, yeah. but I think it just kind of craps the bed at the end in yeah. terms of its message. And um, and I'm and I'm not like do or die for Edgar Wright either. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where it kind of lands for me. Cool. Um, 
But yeah, Ani, it was great to have you on this episode, hey, man. It was amazing. Likewise, guys. Yeah, I mean, please come back anytime yes, you want. Yes, please come back. Love, love to hear. I like. I just like listening to your voice. Yeah, more than <laughs> it's great. Well, it's a, wow. that's cool. That's cool. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> well, and um, uh, now what you're about to hear is, a, like I mentioned up top, a segment we recorded earlier talking about eyes without a face. So uh, get into it. guys know about the French New Wave, huh? Mm. Are you into the New Wave? Ho, ho, of France? Oh, we, 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 baguette, yeah, cigarettes, new wave, new wave. Yeah. and the cameras inside the mailbox, mm-hmm. <laughs> or something. Ca- so that, so that whole like indie sensibility mm-hmm. that we know so well kind of started in France mm-hmm. around like the fifties and sixties. Uh, these in guys between beating Algerians to death. Right, right, right. They were. <laughs> They were, they went, they went. They all worked at this silly little magazine company called Cahiers du Cinema. Mm-hmm. Truffaut and Godard, and not Agnes Varley, who's my favorite. She didn't work there. And Brisson, I don't even think she knew those favorite. guys, but she, you know, she was making stuff too. Robert Brisson was also. Uh, did he write was for he that? A, he, he's New Wave, but I don't know if he wrote for that magazine. I don't think so. No. He's my favorite guy out of those guys, though. Um, Alan Resnay wrote for that magazine too. Did uh, last year at Marion Bad, but we're talking about today is a genre piece from the French New Wave, one of the only horror movies. The only other horror movie actually comes from this same guy. Mm. Um, we're talking about George Franhu, and this is Eyes Without a Face. French horror movie. Indeed. From the 60s. Yes. A classic. We know about that. Hey, I don't, know, I don't know much about it at all. The 60s. Well, you watched 60s. it. <laughs> there's, there's a great... There's a great there's a, there's a great Cousin Greg quote from oh, yes. Succession where he's like, the 60s, pretty good then. Not for everyone, though. Yeah. <laughs> a good time, surely not for all. Um, Dude, yeah. if I was some faceless little girl like living in my dad's basement, he was like abducting bitches <laughs> and cutting their faces off to like give me a new face. That'd probably traumatize me. Yeah, I would say. I'd probably be yeah. upset by that. Yeah. I want to say the bizarre. opening of this movie is scary as fuck. Dude. I don't know what it is, but like those shots of the, the skeletal like trees mm. passing by. Mm-hmm. It's very stark, like black and white cinematography. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think um, well, I don't know who wants to go. Obviously, Dan brought this movie on. Yeah, listen, dude, this scared the fuck out of me when I was a little <laughs> kid. Um, I don't know how my dad got his hands on this, but one night he put it on. And bro, I don't know when when you're a kid like seeing seeing her like out of focus like yeah. mangled up face, face like as she's as she's reaching towards the the girl on the table. Do you, you know the shot I'm talking about? Yeah, slightly yes. out of focus. Yeah, yeah, great, she great shot. Fuck, it's so scary. It's a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. This good movie shot. scared the. Sh- I used to have nightmares about this movie, and then years wow. later, I was in college, and I was like. You had nightmares about this yes, movie. It was very scary. Well, well, this is if you see this as a kid, yeah, for sure. I was I like guess. eight. <laughs> it was like around the same time that I saw like especially uh, the because Exorcist. especially because like by that point in your life you're used to, you're obviously used to seeing characters' faces and you don't see her face yeah. for like most for like 30, 40 minutes and then when you do see it you know she looks like that so but, but yeah. th- this feels so like it feels like it's something you shouldn't be watching w- w- which is a descriptor we give to stuff like you know human centipede and shit mm. like that which is a direct descendant of this film oh. so this is one of the you know yeah. human centipede is, yeah. is very much inspired it's about yeah that's true. that's true that's true like <laughs> except there's no that one's more gross out that, yeah. that, that, one that, that one is, is that one is about people putting their head up 
another mm. person's ass. And this one, it only happens metaphorically. <laughs> so. I, knew, I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> All right, so Wes hates this movie. I don't hate this movie. I don't hate this movie. So we, we're putting this movie together with uh, Last Night in Soho, right? Mm-hmm. Which is another, it's a movie that is very much inspiring that in terms of like a female protagonist who's mm-hmm. has a very subjective point of view that's powering the movie and all that stuff. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I watched these, I like binged episodes of the Twilight Zone because they would right. put them all together on one yeah, day yeah. on July 4th and on, I think it was also New Year's on Eve mm-hmm. on TCM and also on the Sci-Fi Channel. Mm-hmm. And I remember this because it, it's probably why I love horror so much is because yeah, Twilight yeah. Zone is essentially a sci-fi I horror. And I would just watch like eight episodes in one go. Uh-huh. And there was always a lull in the middle of the day. Where it would be like the doll episode, uh, the mask episode, the man on the wing, the man on the wing to serve man. And then there'd be a one episode in the middle and it would be like boring. It would just be like a girl can't talk. And then the twist would be like, (laughs) she can't talk. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd be like, boo, get on with the eating people. Uh, And that's what this movie felt like to me. But My favorite pretty. one is where all the people turn into pigs, all the townspeople, you know what I'm talking about? No. Really? No. That's the best Twilight Zone. I actually recently watched uh, <clears throat> I actually watched the Masks episode of Twilight Zone recently, <clears throat> and that was that was interesting. Bugs you. When you watch that, that, that Succession, by the way. That, that is some that is something that when you watch at eight, what? it fucks you Twilight up. Zone? They, no, no the mask episode. It becomes their face. And it becomes bumps. <laughs> it, it is a, it is, that is a goosebumps. It is, but it's also. A but it came first. Uh, as for me, um, uh, this was my first time seeing this. Um, really, I haven't seen that many French New Wave film, French New Wave films in general, um, and I, I quite enjoyed this for what it was. I, I thought that it was a very. Um, well, y'all know that I've, and I've talked about it on the show before. Y'all know that I've seen the skin that I mm-hmm. live in. Mm-hmm. And th- this reminded me so much of that. That's one of, of your favorite movies, It right? is, it is. Actually, but, legitimately, I know yeah. sometimes we say. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I love that director. I just haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah, but I, uh, that. Good Night Mommy, it's a lot like that movie. That I haven't seen. But this is this genre, or this subgenre of psychological thriller that's like, my father is Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know what I mean? Or Early I'm, body horror. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a gothic too. You're trapped mm-hmm. in this large house with this guy. Yeah. Um, setting a lot of ground work and i think maybe you know wes is obviously uh uh picking up on i think some of the spareness of it mm-hmm. i think because it's such an early example of it that's why like the it's trappings are so yeah. yeah are so scarce but which is one of the things that i really like about it yeah i mean i, I like early horror where they they can't really show you much like in terms of so gore and you mm-hmm. know yeah, yeah. And, and also i mean that the mansion itself seems so expansive on the outside and yet when they're inside you can hear like the dogs barking in the garage yeah the other side of of the house it yeah. hits this weird uh duality where, yeah, where yeah. it seems kind of like small and um what's the word i'm thinking of claustrophobic well, well it kind of has this like overarching like frankenstein vibe mm. it seems like larger than life and then the story itself is very intimate yeah mm. yeah, small yeah, scale. yeah yeah i mean how beautiful is that ending where she frees it's the doves and quite it's, poetic it's, it's more like a salvador dali painting than like an actual close closing to a movie yeah you know, this faceless woman surrounded by doves in, in, in the woods yeah kind of yeah surreal out like that yeah, uh, very and, surreal. and speaking of the um uh one of the things i really think is effective here um and obviously it's uh i think you indicated in your letterbox review that it's not a matter of artistic choice so much as necessity but the black and white photography mm-hmm. i think um it works particularly when it comes to the mask right because right. 
it helped it, the way that it looks like because she's obviously fair skin and the mask is whatever it's, bright color it is. It looks yeah. like her face. Yeah, it yeah. does. It really does look like her face. I was really impressed by the fact that that mask. They found a way to design the mask that doesn't look like an uncanny valley thing. Mm-hmm. Right, it, it almost, looks like a real. It human... almost she, oh, mask is almost beautiful. Like because yeah. her but, eyes like, are so expressive. Her, far, her, like, her, her yeah. eyes are so expressive, and the mask doesn't look so Salty. much different. And it's the lips too. The lips yeah. look like real lips. Mm-hmm. So so when you're looking at the mask, you're not like oh that's weird. And then uh-huh. she takes off the mask, and you're like oh okay I get it. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Now Dan, you were saying right before we started that this uh, this was, was banned, banned yeah. in a lot. This was of... a, so look in the sixties and stuff um all the critics who were working at that cahiers du cinema that mm-hmm. went on to pioneer the new wave they were into genre mm-hmm. they thought genre was cool and there was a lot of there was a lot of merit in genre pieces but the masses you know they thought if you make a horror film that's kind of a disreputable mm-hmm. uh outlet to tell stories uh-huh. and I'm sure they went into this thinking maybe you know p- people act this way about elevated horror all the time well it's not really horror yeah there, it's it's using genre trappings to tell a sophisticated story. But then they go into this, and they're seeing like a woman's face get surgically. And to us, you know, yeah. that's crude. Yeah, mm. that looks bad. I think it looks cool because I like. I know. I, I, I think. I thought, I, thought, I, thought, I, no, I thought it was visceral. I actually thought it was, I thought it was pretty People were passing out. When the, it went yeah. weird, yeah, when I can imagine. People that. were passing out, yeah, and and they wanted to burn every print of the movie, and it was banned everywhere, and you couldn't see it on home video until the eighties. To like eighty five or something, mm-hmm. and then you could you could actually like rent it and watch it because you know Friday the Thirteenth had been out, and mm-hmm. garden shears were going into yeah. big titty bitches faces, <laughs> and so you know eyes of the face wasn't that shocking anymore. We'd grown up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> like, that that era went through like, Kevin you know Bacon's neck, and exactly. we were like, all righty. <laughs> They're like, you know what? This this is when horror films were sophisticated, yeah. whereas thirty years prior they had been saying this is the most barbaric it's mode so, of filmmaking. It's you so can, wild you can that have. George Romero was allowed to just operate in America uh, with his like human beings eating the guts of other human beings yeah. Yeah. in nineteen sixty eight. And this movie they were like, No, let's cut that shit out. No 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 distributor wanted to touch that movie. It's, Which one? It's um not, not the Living Dead is still yeah, I, public I believe domain. That. I believe that. Yeah, oh obviously. I mean Criterion just did domain. a great release of it. But yeah. but you can get that movie for free. Oh Absolutely. yeah, yeah. You can watch the whole thing on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. No one the, wanted to touch it. I wanted to. I think that's one of the most um, effective scenes in the movie. You know, uh, as far like the actual the face removal, um, it has this like kind of this. I think sort of common trope of older movies where like. I mean, well, I don't know if this is common. I was going to say there's not a score to the scene, which mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, some, I feel like some older movies will show you, will just have a long period of time where there's like no yeah. score. It's really quiet. And that scene is, you're just watching this dude in surgery mm-hmm. and, and the dialogue's very limited. He's just asking for the scissors and then the forceps yeah. and then, you know, repetitive, repetitive. And I don't know, like, I think from a technical level, it's a real achievement the way that they are drawing on this girl's face and then they're cutting the prosthesis around it with yeah. the fake blood yeah. and then they're putting obviously the fake face mask and pulling that off of yeah. her f- real face which is covered now with yes, blood yeah. makeup yeah. it's uh, you know it's it's pretty much seamless for a movie that came out in 1962 yeah, it looks good and i think the black and white also helps with that Absolutely. i feel like you would definitely see the the seams and the different skin tones y- it, you know what i think it is about like old black and white cinematography on these like low budget horror movies is like it's almost like the whole thing looks like 
a creepypasta image <laughs> macro, you know? Yeah. You know how, like, every creepypasta, yes. yeah, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about. They all come with some kind yes. of weird image. picture. Yeah. You were like sending some black and white picture, right? Audience, no, it was, yeah. Dan was tormenting us. <laughs> That's some of my favorite At, like, shit. 9 p.m. <laughs> on a Tuesday night yeah. with creepypasta pictures. <laughs> like, he was changing the picture of the chat, and Zach, Zach's not here today because he was so afraid. <laughs> he had to change his name and identity. Yeah. He left the country. Dyed his eyebrows and everything. Yeah. Um, no, but I see what you mean. Yeah, it, it, it's... I, I mean, it, it, I do like Last Night in Soho, um, but that does not look like a horror movie in the way that no, this shit does. Right. Eyes of the Face looks like it. It's scary to look at. Yeah. yeah. Visually, it is unsettling. Mm. And it's also, I, I think, what's what's interesting. I mean, I I uh, I was reading. Just when I, I read the synopses of both uh, this yeah. and Last Night in Soho, I thought it was an interesting pairing because, you know, there, there is an element of, of obviously serial murder to mm-hmm. both of them and, and, and uh, for different motivations. But I, I brought the song because Edgar Wright loves this movie right. so yeah. much. And, yeah. and, and the relationship uh, between Dr. Genese and um, his yeah. assistant, really fascinating sort of thing where, you know, he, she's a, a former patient. patient that he, you know, he reconstructed her face, and now uh-huh. she's loyal enough to him to ruin these other young women's lives. But she, mm-hmm. it, all in the service of saving this guy's daughter, yeah. mm-hmm. um, who she's taken up a sort of maternal role over. I think that scene where um, she runs into the the second young girl, the one whose face they mm-hmm. actually do steal, and she's driving her back, and they mm-hmm. bring her into the house, like very tense. Yeah, a very tense scene, and that and that is like especially because we've seen her disposing of bodies. Yeah, that's how the movie opens. Exactly, and it's like. These are the stories you hear about, like serial killer couples yeah, who yeah. were operating in the in the seventies and and and, and in America. Like one of them would do the would make would be, the connection, the yeah, and then yeah. they'd bring them back to the house, and someone's got a hammer over the back of the head, and it's mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff is very chilling for yeah. sure. Um, that was like a like a lawless fucking time. You could get away with anything. We're still, just in general, we're, like, we're still like, solving like in shit that happened like in the fifties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack the uh, Ripper and shit. Yeah. I know that's Jack a lot. Ripper's I know that's a like lot earlier. I know that's a lot earlier. <laughs> but still, like before we had security cameras. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. There's there's a lot of bodies still uh milling around. Yet and, to and, be found. Yeah, and the I mean I talk to my dad about this all the time because uh you know, just it's one of but the But this things was a realistic thing. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like serial killers and and, and how many of them obviously there have been that they've existed throughout culture, but mm-hmm. like that real explosion that happened in America specifically from yeah. the sixties to the eighties. It's like, what was going on in that time? Sixties like, to the eighties. Well, obviously that was going on, <laughs> but I mean, a lot of these guys aren't, weren't necessarily born in that era. Yeah. Um, but it's like just this explosion of angry white men. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Lashing out at, at the world. Making and some women. Sexually Making movies. Making movies. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm angry. Yeah. Nah, uh, I don't know what that is. I mean, it, it, it might be, it might be that, Filmmakers in the '60s through the '80s were just putting their camera on something that had always been in right. the zeitgeist. Like, mm. like I think I mean, there's I mean, this is a French film, but I think it's you can't underrate what the Manson murders did to mm-hmm. at least America and American cinema, and like creating a kind of paranoia, a cinema paranoia, yeah. where you're like, oh, I could die in my home, yeah. like I could be murdered in my house. You know, can't what I mean? even you know, can't even trust an apparently good Samaritan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
you know, because they, they could be out for my face. They're going to steal your fucking face. <laughs> steal my face. <laughs> your little expressions. And I, I think um, thematically, one of the things that's interesting here is this idea of control, right? That the, mm-hmm. that the doctor has. And, you know, he, he obviously the dogs are a symbol of that. Yeah. So he catches all these stray dogs or they're brought to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's actually performing mm-hmm. surgery on them, using them as, as mules for, mm-hmm. for his work. Um, and then at the end, uh, the young woman who probably has a name. I'm so sorry. Christiane. Yeah. Um, she sets them free yeah. along with the doves Which that he's keeping captive. Part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things she, you know, she mentions is that the reason that she is in this predicament is because of a, of, of a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, she says, like, it's his fault because he always has to be in control of everything, yeah. like, mm-hmm. even on the road. Like, he I found her happen. to be a very compelling character. I was going to ask, yeah, how do you feel about because, her? Because um, she is literally a blank slate to mm-hmm. where she has an ex expressionless mm-hmm. face on um and we don't really know I, I mean we know that she thinks what her father's doing is wrong and mm-hmm. we know that she's miserable but it's like that confliction that she has mm-hmm. is, is that a word it can be. Confliction. <laughs> confliction. It uh, conflict and affliction yeah yes Ooh. look at uh, that <laughs> like is is this worth it to her does yeah. she want to take her her life like what she want right. and mm-hmm. the only time we really get to see her be happy if we can even project that onto her is when she frees all those test subjects at the end yeah. because mm-hmm. it's like she's freeing herself yeah. away from the clutches of her father and and yeah. uh, boy does he get it by the way yeah. just mauled. just eaten just Ramsey Bolton <laughs> <Destroyed>. style <laughs> Eaten by dogs. Yeah, yeah really, uh, really annihilated. The, the, the one moment that you get to see her, in, like the actual actress's face, is when they, you know, they put mm. the new face on her. And it's a brief moment because mm. it's like 10 minutes of the movie and then her that, face starts decomposing. That was so gross. Yeah, that, really good yeah, makeup on that was her gross. Um, during that decomposition. Yeah. And they're doing it's it's like a slideshow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that quiet moment between the doctor and his assistant, where he's just like, "I failed," you yeah. know. Yeah. And, and then like, right before they they start like, showing it, damn, so why wouldn't that back to the lab you're, again, you're putting champ. dead flesh on someone else's like face. Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's gonna decompose. You know, the science here. They haven't worked it out. Right? Yeah, hey, right. it was the 60s. Yeah, yeah it was the 60s. Yeah, I guess yeah, we, we are French and we smoke and oh, we eat baguettes. Oh, and maybe we don't know how flesh works. Maybe if I ash into yeah, yeah, yeah. her face, <laughs> <laughs> it'll work as an adhesive. Maybe if I pour wine on them, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Some French joke. Just French jokes. <laughs> Insert French jokes here. <laughs> um, they're eating croissants and getting the butter all over <laughs> their fucking lab notes. Their hands are full of butter. They try to do this. My fingers are too buttery. I cannot do this. Am I even doing a French accent? What am I doing? All right. I spread the, the oil over <laughs> her face and I put this is Italian. We have yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> but I You but married I, the real fire crack. <laughs> Jared Leto as Dr. Genesee. He'll do it. Um and he'll play the woman without a face. But I wanted to ask you guys because I think this will come up again in our last night in Soho conversation. Um do you think that the that the doctor is humanized in this movie? Do you think that they're trying to humanize him? It's in between. Yeah, because it's easy to see him as just like a despicable, you know, Doctor Frankenstein mm-hmm. type. But Doctor Frankenstein was, you know, kind of you're kind of empathetic towards him mm. a little bit, and Frankenstein. So yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, I, I actually think it's the like monster's name is not right Frankenstein. I'm talking about Dan. the doctor. <laughs> Dan, the monster's name is not Frankenstein. I'm talking about monster's the name is Adam. The monster's name is Adam. I think. Oh, his is name it? is Keith. <laughs> Peter. No, his name is Adam. Mm, okay. I think in the book. Brandon. But okay, yeah. Point well taken. That you, yeah. that you feel like he kind of falls in the middle. What about you, Wes? Did you feel empathetic toward him at any point? The doctor. I yeah. mean, I, 
he, he's a character that's trying. So mm. uh, you, yeah. it, when you see someone trying, just by virtue of his effort, yeah, by virtue of your effort, you you feel bad for him. But he's like a controlling dad. Like mm. I think ultimately our our sympathies are with he's uh, homegirl without a face. So mm. it's like you know. Um, I mean, I guess one thing I will say. Uh, about the film is it reminded me a lot of Dan I know you've seen this movie it's the Lon Chaney um, fan of the opera uh, yeah, and that moment yeah. where she gets he she pulls the thing off and his face goes, and he goes ah he's like a big ghoul yeah. <laughs> uh, it reminded Ghouls. me I feel like the, the whole movie's building around a moment or a reveal like that and that uh-huh. reveal comes right in the center of the movie and that's what was pretty interesting to me um, you know uh, yeah uh, some great dog actors. <laughs> some great acting some the, from dogs. Some of the good dog actors in yeah. film history. Do you think mm-hmm. those dogs are racist? Because it was 60, the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of German shepherds in there. At least one of those dogs was a police dog at some point. But um, I think the best dog actors in history are the ones in the thing. Um, oh yeah. For, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those oh, yeah. are some dog actors. <laughs> they are. They are after a, like, dog actors. Ultimately, um, this is a mood piece yes. that kept yeah. me up when I was a kid, Definitely. and I think it's aged pretty well. Yeah. I still like yeah. it a lot. Um, How would you it's rank? an interesting corner of cinema history. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Reanimate. Reanimate. It's a great movie, I think. Yeah. What about you, Wes? Um, I don't know. It's uh, what's what's right above our lowest rating? Uh, really? Bury it. Uh, it's bury oh, it. Guys, I just was guys. I was just bored. <laughs> I, I've That's not so spoken lame. at all in t- the twenty minutes we've stayed. <laughs> I, I just found it very very dull. Um, okay. Hey. Hey. Not everything's for you. Uh, I'm so glad this kept you up at night, Dan. Um, yeah. Man. It, it kept me up at work. Wes has been yeah. looking at uh, tentacle imagery on his laptop. I, I have been looking at uh, <laughs> why tentacles. <laughs> I've been on Amazon. <laughs> I was going to come up with the joke, and then I was like, I shouldn't actually reveal. Yeah, no, 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 no. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Um, uh, for me, I, I'll I'll put it at embalm. I think that I think that its its place in um, not only French New Wave history but horror history is is well noted for me. And mm. there and I was affected by by a lot of its creepier moments. And because it it I think it's a template for other movies that I really enjoy. Yeah. It's very would, original, very daring for its time. Yeah. So I think I'd And put that it atmosphere it holds up. That's hey. all I'm gonna say. I think hey. it's still a great hey. atmosphere. Good it's Wes, good. you don't like the doves? You don't like the doves at the end? Wes fucking hates doves. Dude. Anytime I, a movie I, I has a dove animals, in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. I, I, I think there's a lot of good. I agree. There's a lot of good atmosphere here, and I think the scenes that are dealing in viscera, like the the face being peeled off, and yeah. the, the knife going through the throat, are really interesting. Oh, but yeah. you know, I've got, I've got to just, Starkness I just just come to terms with the fact that I like trash, yeah. and that I am a trash man. And <laughs> this trash wasn't trashy man. enough. Is that what you, is that what you mean? Yeah. It's, it, I right. just need someone to just get if punched. Lockier. Yeah, I think if it was Schlockier, okay. I would have loved it, to be honest. I kept watching, and I was like, when is this going to turn into Malignant? At the time, people thought this was the Schlockiest shit ever. Are you serious? They thought it was so Well, that's schlockier. why I was banned, I guess. Yeah. They were like, this is disgusting. Was. This was made by Low chimps. Yeah. <laughs> wolves. I just imagined the chimp. A chimp operating the, the, the chimp who ripped off that girl's face. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> With a camera. That's the real eyes without a face. We've mentioned that Jim several times on this podcast. Mm. Well, he he oh, made his his, his feature film debut was, in uh, uh, the yeah, Holy yeah. Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think he's up to now? He's dead, long dead. Really? They, they put shot him down. Him. He walked Damn. outside with her face. <laughs> 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 he was just misunderstood. You looking for this? <laughs> um, Actually, I think I think before he died, he wrote down the script 
for Todd Phillips Joker and hand uh-huh. it to the police. <laughs> this says a lot about society, by the way. Oh my god, the up. chimp watched Taxi Driver and ripped it off. <laughs> it's like They're really you, evolving. It's like when you you see those videos that are like, "This is a Batman comic written by AI." It's yeah. like this is Taxi Driver written by a chimp. There's all the essential ingredients and none of the it's like, originality. There's just poop on the sides of these pages. Yeah. I don't he know what to on do. That shit. But um, Damn, bro. that's gonna do it for this uh, episode. We are gonna take a break for Thanksgiving weekend, so there won't be anything next week. But we'll be back after that uh, for to finish out the year strong. So uh, don't worry. Please enjoy your turkey or your chicken or your 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 ham or your turducken yeah anything that you're stuffing inside anything else yeah, but hey, if you, hey. say do it safely hey and uh, is turducken the when you put the chicken inside the turkey the duck yeah. chicken yeah, turkey yeah 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 and if you're Sounds taking any cool. if you're taking any long walks with your cousins uh just be generous don't get abducted right with the, don't get abducted and be generous with the split you know I mean? yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was a weed joke from me just in case it wasn't clear <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Till next time, Wayward Movie Watchers. I thought it was a face stealing joke. It could be both. <laughs> <laughs>